Stay tuned for Paratalk Radio with Ted Wolf and Psychic Cindy on ParatalkRadio.com, a member of the WLFE digital broadcast family. In a small hollow in North Carolina, there have been several Bigfoot sightings. Hunters may need to be on the lookout for something other than deer when they hit the woods this week. He hadn't been spotted recently, but according to these pictures, the legendary Mothman is back. The number of UFO sightings is soaring tenfold over the past 25 years. Now, she's not talking about people. She is talking about ghosts. Hanging around what some say is a real-life haunted house. You're listening to Paratalk Radio with Ted Wolf and Psychic Cindy on ParatalkRadio.com, a member of the WLFE digital broadcast family. Paratalk Radio is your one stop for all things paranormal, the unknown, and the supernatural. Join us every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central for discussions and guests on topics such as ghosts, hauntings, Bigfoot, UFOs, and more. This broadcast is rated M for mature and is intended for listeners over 16. The topics, views, and opinions expressed on our show may not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of Paratalk Radio, our hosts, or our sponsors. Now, live from J-Wolf Production Studio in Ontario, New York, here are your hosts, Ted and Cindy. <laughs> Hi, everybody. You didn't do it, John. <laughs> That's funny shit right there. I mean, you... (laughs) (laughs) Come on, everybody looks forward to that. Yeah, so, you know, it's... uh, I used that in your your party or whatever you want to call it, watch party, so... Easier than looking backward. There you go. Wait, what? Uh, Christina, hello, and Robin, hello, and Kimberly, hello, and... uh, Unfortunately, they're all the way over there, and you're starting your watch party, so I can't see who else is popping in there. And I would normally look on my phone, Christina! but I was just not talking to Christina to. a little while ago. Hey, Robin, whoa! Turn your volume down, biatch. Biatch! <laughs> your watch party just showed up. So. Hi, Michael. Hi, Hannah. You gonna continue with the crickets over there or what? Oh my god, <laughs> we're gonna Hi, be falling Joan. asleep over here. My god, Hi, Cindy oh. K. Thompson. She joined. She's so cool. Hi, Adna. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Kimberly. Not allowing me to. So You're, we're it's, good. It's just being a dick. So guys, there should be no echo. Hi, Eric. There. Hey, Todd. Should be no echo. Tell us if there's an echo, like, especially when I was talking last week because I reviewed last it. Last week there was. Yeah, it, like, especially it sounded like mine was so tinny that I can hear it. Does uh, it... I don't know about that. But... I don't know. Oh, You'd on. have a higher voice. Maybe you need to put more bass on it. Oh, wait, Woo! we can't. <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> testicles have already dropped. I don't think they have. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tanya. Hey, Steve Barry. That was for Steve. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he's listening. Hi, to, Mary uh, Cleveland Clint. Clint. No. No, that is. I made sure I put the. Mm. It was. It was. Her. Her initials are MCC. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, MCK. Oh, MCK. Oh, Clint. K-L-I-N-D-T. Oh, C-L-I-N-T. Sorry. Yeah, it's not Clint. Well, I can't see that. Is he on LSD? Clint. Hey, Risha. I can't see that far. Oh, thank you so much, Risha. I want to know know how many people watched your interview last night. That's what I want to know. Who saw my interview last night? She was interviewed on uh, Step Into the Paranormal. I I watched it um, at like 1 o'clock this morning. Oh, I see how you is. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, see how she is. I know. Your own daughter. My son's to listen to it. Your own daughter didn't even watch a damn thing. No. And she gives me crap about it. So you got a good question up there. We want to know what the biggest conspiracy of our lifetime is. Yeah. And so we have oh, four of them. Sure. Since she's closer, she can read them to you. Okay, my yeah. Sucks. What is the biggest conspiracy of our lifetime? Aliens slash UFOs. Or UFO. Yeah. Flat Earth. Never went to the moon. Illuminate. Instead Luminati. of Illuminati. Illuminati. So it's supposed to be an I at the end of that instead of an Isn't E. It? It's Illuminati. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So, uh, I typed it fast. Uh, so far, so we're it. at Aliens UFO at 75% and Flat Earth I, I don't think at I can 25%. Fix it either. See what if you can get in there and fix it. How? Okay, let's see. Oh, you can't. Never mind because we're live. You can't fix it. No, yeah. Flat Earth. Yeah, 20%. Oh, Isn't that crazy? Illuminati just went up to 20. Flat Earth is at 20. UFOs and aliens are at 60. This is fun. This yeah. is going to be fun. Never went to the moon is zero. Hi, Jody. Hi, Diane. Or hi, unless Nessa. unless right, she listen, voted, and it'd probably be like 10% of Cindy voting because hey, all of the Jen ghosts are Reynolds voting with her. Wait, uh, what are we saying what? now? What are you talking about? Huh? I you are talking mean. You're talking shit about me over here. John's agreeing with you, and my daughter's agreeing with you. Listen, we got a packed house today. We got some friends in the house. Um, yeah, uh, Tyler and uh, Serena were gonna come too. Oh, um, they're not. But no, she's not feeling well. Oh, so she got a tummy ache. Oh, I hope she feels better. But, uh, Serena, feel better. Yeah. Um, Hi, Ernie. Tyler really went uh, went with me today. Hi, we went up to, Hi, Barbara. We went to Livingston County Historical Society today to pick up stuff on that Puffard case we're working on. So we went up there to see. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> backtrack. Yeah, backtrack because you're not paying attention. Listen, to I your heard stuff. you. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> this is what it is, guys. Cindy is a part of the. She's a part of the Genesee Valley Paranormal Investigators, and she's on the members page, right? It's a private page just for members. There's probably been thirty or forty, probably all of us putting stuff on there talking about this Pafard case. It's too overwhelming for me. My ADD. Do you know how many freaking groups I have? People every day asking me to be in groups. Can I ask you a question? You have more freaking excuses than anybody I know. Dude, no. I'm overwhelmed. I'm barely on Facebook. My daughter knows this. Oh, trust me, honey. You ain't got nothing to complain about because I know too. Trust me. I'm doing this yeah. shit when I shouldn't be at 4 o'clock in the morning when I should be sleeping. True, true. You, you and know? I are both so, up at like 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. Jesus Christ. So, so here we are working on Pafard, and then another one comes in. Really? For Pittsburgh. Heck yeah. yeah. We need to check that one out, dude. I'm swamped. I'm swamped with Pits, with Pafard right now. I'm swamped. 
So, so that what, one's, what's going on? So right now, are they that doing one, historical things like right now we're doing the, the Pafard. Yeah, history. Pafard. They're doing all the history, all the background, Perfect. all the stuff right I now. I love that. And I wish I could do that. It's hopefully not close next, for hopefully me. Saturday we'll be going in for the first part of the investigation, and then probably mm-hmm. the Saturday after for another one. So the dark side. Um, <laughs> Come to the dark side. But yeah, so we're we're gonna have uh, a couple investigations the in there, <laughs> you know, in the next you know hopefully a couple of weeks and then get that kind of taken care of okay. because there's some really small children oh, involved. Yeah. I know. We've and talked about that. And Pittsburgh is the same way. Oh, shoot. So, but there's so That Pittsburgh, one I have a video for you later to look at. Okay. Pittsburgh is a historical town. We know that it's a very historical town. Right. And this has like apparently. What um, are you doing over there, John, trying to talk over us? No. There's a, because of the Erie Canal there. Oh. But don't cross me or I'll kick your ass. <laughs> Try it. But anyways, there's there's a lot of stuff there. And um, it seems like every case that's becoming, the last three cases had something to do with mines. With like, mines? Like either salt mines or coal mines. Oh, interesting. The one in Pittsburgh is coal mine. Really? Did you know there was a coal mine in Pittsburgh? Not at all. Where do you think the coal tower came from? What yeah. coal tower? The one in the village Pittsburgh. <laughs> Yeah, it, it literally says <laughs> Coal Tower. It's now called the Coal Tower Restaurant. Oh, your daughter is like it. slamming you hard, and you're not even paying attention. No, I'm ignoring her because I'm used to doing that shit. Oh, are you? <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, guys. So tonight's going to be an interesting show. We're going to get back on track here. We actually have uh, Christopher. I French toast. Something like that. Yeah, we have Christopher Houston on mm. the show. Um, he is the host mm. of uh, Paranormal Truth Vanilla. and Reality. Um, radio, which is a podcast. John, I and love that one. What is that one? Yeah, that is a good smelling what one. one. What the one you just put on? It smells like French toast, vanilla French toast. There's two of them, and they're different. Scents. Oh right, it's just it doesn't say like oh. variety pack kind of thing. Yeah, I, I gave you the variety pack. I remember that. <clears throat> they're very nice. I didn't know if I I didn't know if they were individually labeled. No. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's let's go on to this like here. So a bunch of different ones in it. All right. Let's see. All right. So we have hi Amy. Um, hi Paul. Here. Hi Chuck. It's that one. Aw, thank you so much, Barbara. So my hair was purple. It's looking somewhat blue. <laughs> Hard to tell. I just pulled two yeah. out. Hi Caesar. So All right. So <laughs> um, tonight's guest, Christopher Houston from Paranormal, Paranormal yes. Truth and Reality Show. Yes. Um, he's also a paranormal investigator. So we're going to be talking ghost hauntings and all that good shit tonight. Um, Cindy, I want to I want to take a few minutes and talk with you about your interview. Yeah, we started the conversation you. with that. Um, you were interviewed by Ernie Atwell and Dave Seiler. Uh, early Ernie's actually on here. He is uh, from Step Into the Paranormal. Yes. So I watched it at like one o'clock this morning. It Did was, you see the it comments was, it was too? Cool. Yeah, I saw, well, some. My phone, like I said, is all screwed up. It's calling people yeah. and everything else, so the phone is kind of neat. Kind of, yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, it's, Mr. It's Beavis. Neat, all right. Okay, Beavis, huh? Beavis. Beavis. Oh, I'm yes, sorry, Mr. Beavis. Um, so, anyways, um, so so how was it? Did you enjoy yourself? Did you I have a good time? I had a great time. You know, we love Ernie and Dave yeah. anyway. They're great yeah. guys. I and love how you feel- proved Ernie wrong. <laughs> That's funny. Because that actually came up, and Thanks, I was kind of looking at my notes, just like I think Cindy's right. Yeah, I, I was thinking May, but I 
I think so. Ernie had said he thought his um, picture said June, and it could be. I just knew so it was. So you guys are going to have to look idea. up this episode to find out what we're talking about. And it was. It actually was. Um, my picture said June right. of um, 2018. Right. So, but still, that's kind of cool. We've known him for a while, and we're yes, you know, a year and a half. Yeah. Even though he's like two and a half years or something. I know, and I wasn't paying attention. Because I knew it was too bad. I mean, we try to stay to be close. So it's like we're always talking, seeing each other online and stuff. So it kind of time goes by so damn fast. It really does. Can you believe it is the 25th of November? Happy birthday, Mary Hughes. I love you so much. Mm. It's my girlfriend. Yeah, 25th of November. So Christmas is like 30 days away. 31 or 30? It's 25th of December. So it's well, it's a month away. Yeah, it's a month away. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then New Year's Eve is right around the corner. I know. I was just gonna say that too. Hey, Kristen. Hey, Sonia. Hey, Chris Sanders. Hey, Larry. All right. So, um, thank you, Chris Sanders. By the way, Um, thank you for posting my picture on your. Oh, nice. Hey, Chanel. I haven't seen you for a while. All right. So before Chris calls in here. Hey, Sheridan. Um. Hey, Kristen. Have you watched any of the new shows yet? You Honey, still haven't? or How no? can I watch oh, them? Shit, that, well, I don't you, have cable. Okay, well, on your phone. I can watch them on my phone? Yes, Travel. Travel has a new thing. It's called <gasps> Travel, Channel, Travel Channel App. And you're able to watch the, the shows. Stop it. Yeah, so it's got, so all, it, of the, it's got all of the paranormal shows. So Gianna is, is on Travel, right? Ghost Nation? Yes. Yes, Jason's oh, on there. Oh, so shoot. You can, you can watch all of them. I'm gonna do it now. Yeah, I'm gonna go yeah. watch them all. I, I the Ghost Nation episode that just hey, happened this Mike past Friday. Adam. Hey, um, Julie. They caught something really cool. It was a, it was a decent episode. For which one was that? Ghost, For Ghost Nation. Nation? Um, nice. Holzer Files blew me away. That was really? an amazing episode for Holzer Files. It was amazing. Um, I can't huh. say enough about that one. Um, that was great. And then. Um, well, I'm gonna download that app. Yeah, you should. And I really a, can watch the whole yeah. the whole oh, yeah. thing. On yeah, it? you could probably watch them on YouTube too. I think yeah, maybe I don't know. Your daughter can find out. I don't know. So I don't know. Jansen was teaching her stuff tonight. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's one of those. It's one of those things. So, hey, Chris, are you on the phone with us? Yep. How are we doing, guys? Hi, Good. How are you? He's just like, yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Can we talk about my, my interview a little bit? Yeah, let's, it was let's... it was nice because um, Ernie and um, Dave. Dave, Ernie and Dave didn't why 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 because we're right here this close. <laughs> That's why. Anyway, Ernie and Dave like asked questions about how I became or how I found uh, out. Right. So it was nice. I know it was cool. I didn't know it. I actually thought you knew before that, so that actually kind of filled me with some information I didn't know about you. Oh, really? Yes. No, I, I just thought I it was know. weird. Yeah, I, I did weird stuff. I didn't know. I mean, yeah. I knew. Well, stuff we know that you do weird true. stuff. You still do. I, so I would get information that yeah. I would just know was the truth. I would right. never question it. I just knew right. it was the truth. Right. I. I, I, I mean, I can remember a, that till, since I was. 15. I thought it was a really good interview. I think I they did a good so job. Too. I thought it was yeah. fun. Thank Dave, on the other hand, he, you know, he he was sick and he was starting to feel a little better, but yeah, he both was... of them are sick. Oh, both of them are. Yes, oh. Ernie's been sick and so has Dave. Well, they can all keep Hi, it because I don't want it. 
We don't want it. So. It's that time of year, guys. So. I'm sick myself a little bit, so if I hack on you, I apologize. Oh, my <laughs> hack away. I'll send you some healing energy no, while we're, we're doing good. this. So, okay, everybody, Chris? we have uh, Chris Houston hey, on the phone with us right now. We are going to be chatting with him about a little bit about his radio show as well as being a paranormal investigator. And um, feel free, you guys. You know, you yeah. can always ask your questions. And please yeah. make sure you get to our question on the video. Um, get in there and get your get your little uh, check mark in there. So the question is, uh, what, yeah. and what is the what biggest, is con- the biggest conspiracy, conspiracy of our lifetime? Alien, yeah. UFO, flat Earth, never went to the moon, or the it's supposed to be Illuminati. Yes, supposed to be. Teddy's fat fingers. Stop it. So even though it was nowhere near I. No, it's supposed to be an eye. <laughs> well, I wasn't really Jamie looking at that. Said so. Jamie said she's watching us on her big TV. Really? Do we look larger ah, than life? Sweet. <laughs> God, you better shrink that. I must look huge on a TV. Stop it. No, I bet you look fabulous. <laughs> I thought you were going to say fat. What the hell? Well, I didn't. <laughs> I said fabulous. Yeah, I got it. Fabulous. Is All Chris right, so. Houston. Related to chip coffee, they look so much alike. <laughs> I get that a lot. No, uh, Chip and I have met many, many times throughout the years. Uh, in fact, he uh, gave me some advice when I first jumped into this. But uh, no, we're we're not related. Um, and I guess I should probably correct a little bit of something. I'm a little different than most investigators out there. Um, not that you guys don't do a great job. You do a wonderful job of what you do, but. I'm not really technically a paranormal investigator. I'm what they call a paranormal assessor. So I'm old school. I get hired by individuals, church, the church, and other organizations to determine whether paranormal activity is in a residential home or otherwise. And I kind of ventured into investigation on and off throughout the years because, uh, well, it's fun hanging out with you guys, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, that's that's cool. I, mean, I like that's- it. He's and kind of. I like, it, it. I like that too. I was thinking about that, and then he kind of cleared it up a little bit and what he means by it, which is cool. Yeah, um, I really like it. And we're old. I am very old school as well. Um, I think I'm going to need to eat my stick. That's off. what I uh, have <laughs> written my books on: is old school paranormal, old and school. that's what I teach, and that's yeah, we what I've been doing about right you. along. Did you see uh, that? Yes, I did. I did. Yeah. Um. So I, why don't we just get right into this? So. Uh, do you want me to open it for I you? All right, I'll do it for you while we while we ask him questions. So, Chris, uh, why don't you uh, tell us how you came about getting involved in all this? <laughs> That's a long story. Um, I lived in well, a very haunted home from the age of six years old to, I would say, 24, 25 years old. Hmm. And that became a massive situation in fact i went through all the loops everybody goes through i was attacked i was mentally uh beaten down uh my family was mentally beaten down my mother seriously had mental issues before it was over with because of the situation um some of this has been on paranormal survivor you also see it on several other shows but keep in mind guys when you watch these shows they're only going to give you maybe two percent of the real story um because they can't cover 25 years uh, eventually, I learned how to adapt that after getting paranormal investigators in the home, a priest in the home, believe it or not, a psychiatrist in the home that was seeing me for four years because I thought I was crazy, that uh, ran out of the home. He came into the home, by the way, which is funny, guys. He came into the home to prove to me that there was nothing haunted in the home, that ghosts did not exist, that demons did not exist, all this other I stuff. 
I left him downstairs in the basement for 20 minutes. When I went upstairs to answer the door, he ran out with his face white and said, you don't need me. You need a priest. Don't ever call me again. (laughs) (laughs) I freaking love it. I freaking love Um, it. Yeah, so that started it. Eventually, I left the home after I got used to it. Nobody in my family and nobody in my friends actually ever got used to it. But uh, after I got used to it, it it became a stale battle. Whatever this thing was was not going to leave. Uh, though I'm used to it, it was it was a pain. Excuse my term when I say this. I don't know if you guys are allowed to cuss or not, but it was a pain in the proverbial ass. Um, yeah. So I left, and it also launched me onto my idealism of well, you know, if I'm really going to dive into this, I need to figure out what I'm actually looking at here. What happened to me? Um, so I dug into it fairly deeply. I didn't go out to paranormal investigators because the paranormal investigators that came into my home, to be honest with you, ran cold turkey outside of the home and didn't do anything. Um, So I went to universities. I went to college professors. During this period in time, by the way, um, parapsychology was still open because we're talking about 1982, 1983. Right. Um, And uh, I learned from parapsychologists, university professors, on what they were looking at, the tests that they were doing, spent some time with some fairly – famous names and dug into other names at that period in time, took notes, eventually became a part of a the Paranormal Research and Application Society that's no longer available anymore. Uh, they shut down when uh, parapsychology shut down in most of the universities and, and kind of paved my way to where I am today, I guess you could say. <laughs> I think that's a great way to explain it. I would have loved to have been able to do some of the parapsychology work that they had going on around then. Well, it's fascinating because it's different than what you're seeing today. Everybody mm-hmm. seems to think after TV came out that it's all about night vision cameras and spirit boxes and ghost boxes and and EMF meters and all this other stuff. And I'm going to tell you guys – Scientifically speaking, after seeing what I've seen and done what I've done, those are all great items, but they're they're store-bought items for entertainment. They're not going to tell you a lot of what you think. I can debunk a spirit box a mile thick, even though I know people love them, and, hey, they're great. They give you things that are interesting and fun to, to go, oh, my golly, but that's about it. I have an audio engineering background, and I can tell you right now you're not hearing a ghost. That's not what white noise was originally. That's not what EMF was originally. That's not what audio science was looking into, and I know because I was in audio science looking into some of this stuff. Um, and uh, it's it's different. It's different, and it's still done today. People just don't know that because they get into the debates of this is the way it should be. We know. We know. We know. And reality is you A lot of people don't really know. I mean, I know university professors, college professors, archaeology professors. They all dive into this every year. They all look at the paranormal. Some of them do go to residential locations. Some of them don't. Some of them are called in by the same people that call me in to assess situations. Um, And it's interesting. And the tests are really fun. I've done Ouija board testing. We tested uh, over 2,398 Ouija boards. I participated in all those sessions, by the way, or I observed all those sessions. Um, Never ran into any of the nonsense that people say today. I can tell you it's ideometer effect and what we implant in the mind, but that's a whole other story. Now, if you implant that in the mind and you're expecting to see that and something is there, hey, you know what? It might just bite, but you're not calling anything on a Ouija board. Most of it is what we create or what we expect. Um, I've done uh, testing on audio parameters. 
mm-hmm. all the way up from high audio variables to low audio variables and how that can affect you as well as affect the situation, and you can get results there. Um, we're, recent, we're working on testing next year at Ohio State University for light spectrum testing, and I just no. talked to somebody a little bit about that to kind of see if we can tap into variables of lights and spectrums to see if if you go into a place and we're probably going to shoot for major places guys as opposed to residents when we do this just out of curiosity if you go into a clean place like all the ones we visit and spend a fortune on uh, and you set up all this stuff and you get nothing that kind of questions whether there's anything there or not <laughs> Jet. Jet. So it, it's fun. It's fun. It's unique. It's changed from uh, the early 80s and before that, but uh, it is still out there. There are still a lot of professors that uh, that work on it on a regular basis all through all through the, the university career areas. I'd like to ask you a question, though, real quick. Um, yeah. So you were talking about working on the, uh, the audio <laughs> part of it and all that. So um, I actually had to leave for a second, so I'm being honest with you because I don't know if you're watching us as well as listening, but I missed a little part yeah, of it. Yeah, I saw you moving. Um, no big okay. deal. Being on a radio station for years, I know how it goes. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, you know, the bladder doesn't hold that long, you know. So. <laughs> and Cindy's hunger. Man. Yeah. So, um, but uh, I was curious about the audio part because uh, myself and John, the, uh, our producer of the show here. He's a and, sound engineer, producer. Right. He does all that stuff with audio. He's, and, he's our... He's our sound tech guru. There you go. Awesome. Uh, Yay me. Yay me. He's, he's our pimp daddy. He's our pimp daddy. Yeah. And um, so we've done some experiments with like the K2 meter and stuff where it does sit on that um, audio spectrum. That. You know, like uh, it, it's it's weird how it reacts to, to sound some audio frequencies. You know what I mean? There was a lot. We even, John, what was the thing that we did with that piece of equipment that you have out there? Oh, the Jacob's Ladder? Not the Jacob's Ladder. It was a thing. Remember, it was in a box. Oh, your metal, was, uh, your little. It was really cool. Well, the key, if you guys are going to go into it, and uh, your guy working the board can understand this just a little bit if I start to explain a little bit. If you're going to go into audio spectrums, and yes, the K2 can concentrate on certain audio spectrums, and it will show some unique spikes every now and then that uh, are a variable in audio frequencies. But the key is break down every audio pattern in every spectrum from the high to the low, set out recording mics in order to do so, each one recording during a specific area of specific frequency, and see what you get. It's not that I'm saying that EMF doesn't exist. I know I know that EMF exists. It's not that I'm saying that EVPs don't exist. I know for a fact EVPs exist. I did uh, two years in Faraday cages at random locations that were – we had to build them. They were about the size of a small room um, that picked up – you'd be surprised. I mean you pick up full conversations that theoretically should not be there. And when those conversations can tell you specifics about your life, what you're holding in your hand at the time, which some of them did, um, you're, you're questioning what's going on. Okay, there's something communicating with me here because it just told me that I have a uh, – in fact, one of them told me I had a purple cup in my hand. It literally was carrying on a conversation and told me – I said, what do I have in my hand right now? It said, you have a purple cup. So if you can run into something like that through the white noise um, – whether you're scanning white noise on variables, whether you're just listening to an EVP recorder and playing it back when something shouldn't be there, you're getting something. 
my key when we're testing audio engineering is to take that to a little bit higher of a level. I tell this to people all the time. The past couple of years I haven't done this. I just ran around with a camera filming a couple of shows, doing some interviews and so forth. But investigators would be fascinated at what I do when I'm out in the field. If I can get the backing to do so, I sit behind computer screens and camera and mic the whole damn place. I don't want to be out there. Now I'll watch you go out there, and there's reasoning behind that. Because you say you got activity, I need to match that activity with the audio spectrums. I need to match that activity with the weather spectrums. I need to match that activity with all my testing equipment that I put in grounding rods into the ground. I put the cameras out. I put um, you know, electromagnetic testing devices all over the place, and I put audio mics to test the different spectrums. Now, if I get spikes on any one of those spectrums at the same time you claim something, well, we've got data to prove something happened, right? And that's mm. the key. That's what people forget. It's all about the data. Now, that's a right. little bit different when you're dealing with residential situations, but uh, because residential well, situations, you have to account for the mental status, the people themselves, and so forth. So you don't want to go dragging in a bunch of equipment to freak them out. But right, uh, well, Chris, well, that's what we mainly deal with. We, we uh, GVPI is, is essentially a residential. Um, that's that's our investigative. Um, where we like to go. We've, we've been helping uh, locally in the uh, Finger Lakes region for, well, on the books, 2008 as a registered nonprofit um, organization. Uh, prior to that, in 1987. So I've been around for a little while. And, a few minutes. And uh, I, I've, <laughs> I've done everything from trying to, to look at the new tech that comes out to basically just going back to old school every time I try to some, try something new. Um, nothing has given me the results that I need. So I will go everything from, you know, just using plain stuff that I can use in my home or garage or my trailer or whatever. I'll use that stuff before I go and buy any type of tech, except for um, recorders, um, some regular cameras. I have a black and white as well as a, as a regular digital camera. I also have um, mechanical recorders uh, and, and stuff like that. I mean, infrared. Yeah, the infrared. I have all different full spectrum inf infrared cameras. I try anything and everything that will help me either debunk what is happening in, in, in the case or um, give me some type of evidence or what I like to call an arrow, which points me to another direction to further the study. So, and I try to collect that information. I keep it all um, on thumb drives or hard drives and and stuff like that. I, I'm all about the history of the place and knowing about what uh, <coughs> incidents have happened there and what I can find so that, and all of my cases are never closed. They're always open because you can't say that they're ever closed because energy is energy and, and we don't know, you know, we don't know if it right. ever happened again. So that's why we keep our cases so close at home so that we can always go back to it if we have to. Well, I'm, I'm kind of glad that you bring that up because um, being an assessor, a part of the job is to do that. We, I put together individual teams. I don't work with one in, one team because each case is a little bit different. We may be, and it's very rare these days. I mean, I get maybe two or three cases a year if I'm lucky. But we may be called and say, hey, look, um, we want you to go over here to Ohio and just investigate the statue as an example. Or we may want you to go into a residential home. Um, and just, you know, pre-identify the situation before you jump into anything. So when you're dealing with that in a residential case, a lot of times 
I don't go bringing in a lot of equipment. I go questioning situations. I do observations. I may bring in a psychiatrist if needed so that they can do observations. If I think that it's a church evaluation, I may tell the church what is found and then say, hey, look, you know, um, you need to go in from there. And every now and then I, I actually contact investigation teams that are known to work with assessor cases or work with particular churches like the Catholic Church, because I work with many churches, just so everybody knows. I also work with many organizations, including law firms from time to time. Um, and uh, and then they assess the situation because when you're dealing with a paranormal investigation case, it's not black and white. It's not like science. It's not like the universities I grew up with. You have to take into a lot of accounts, um, and you have to understand during that process it could be something relatively simple. You could have a mental evaluation going on where it has nothing to do with the ghost or whatever else is going on. It could be something a little bit more faith-driven. And that's okay if people believe that it's a ghost or a demon or something attacking them. Well, you need to connect them to the right people in order to take care of that situation. Um, it's not as black and white as people think I, a lot of times. What we can do is go in with a recorder. I do that every time. Go in with your camera. And my cameras generally are set up when I do this. I set it up. I sit down. I record them in the conversation so that I can hand the conversation off to somebody else. Ask every one of the family you know, questions specifically designed to figure out what's going on observe the situation while I'm there. And I have seen some unusual things when I've been out and about. I've seen things fly off a shelf at me when I've said maybe there's no ghost here. Um, I've seen some very unusual situations. I won't get into a lot of detail there, but some of those situations can get pretty scary. I have never, so everybody understands, been in on an exorcism. I was outside the doors on one. That was good enough for me. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, um, but, you know, residential cases are very tricky. They, they, right. They're not cut and dry like a lot of young investigators that are watching TV think, and that's, that's a big problem right now uh, because you have to take into a lot of accounts, including the individuals themselves. And if you don't take the individuals into account, you're making their situation worse, whether they believe it and nothing is really there or whether there's something really there and you just agitated the crap out of it. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely true. And I've come across over the years, I've come across so many different scenarios like that, Chris, where, you know, you get a team that just really doesn't do their work or they they are there for the wrong reasons. And then the clients are, are worse off than when they started. And then they have to reach out to somebody else. And, and it's there's a lot of questions and a lot of things that we as investigators um, in this field or, or, you know, we even some of us consider ourselves professionals in the field. Um, I consider myself a student um, because there's just not enough information. But, um, and I've been, like I said, I've been around a long time, but I like to be able to um, give my opinion of things um, on a daily basis because I would, I would rather share what I have because I believe that's what we need to do first off. Um, everybody should have um, information on cases or situations so that we can all better ourselves uh, as a group. Um, and, and you know education but it's funny is because, uh, people sling around the word professional and expert all the time and uh, I, know, I tell and people I hate you know it, coming from, you know, it is what it is well and coming from old school yes there are professionals in particular fields that work in the paranormal and yes in that particular field they might know more than you i assure you that they know more than me uh, just like I know more than some people, and some people know more than me. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. When you let that ego get in the way of saying, yeah, nobody's a professional, nobody knows more than somebody else, you're actually fooling yourself. 
right. I have that's an audio engineering point. degree. Yeah. You know, I don't have a psychology degree. I can't psych- psychologically evaluate somebody. That's what a psychologist is for. Um, right. You know, and uh, when you deal with the science, well, you know what? I'm fairly well versed in quantum physics, but I never took quantum physics, so I have to refer to John and a half a dozen other people that are quantum physics professors to ask the questions because they have done right. quantum physics before. <laughs> right. No, I get it. I mean, that's why most teams like that are are somewhat old school that have been around a long time. They <laughs> members that they have that they work with all have specific um, specialties. And we refer to them because we, we trust that they have the experience or the knowledge to um, give us the fee- feedback that we need. And that's why I think mm-hmm. most of us, would, like with our team, I like having plumbers and electricians and school teachers and psychiatrists and police officers on our team. I mean, that's what we have, and I like having them. Well, and that's that's the thing that makes the paranormal fascinating. This is what I teach people a lot of times. This is what a lot of my articles are about. This is what a lot of my seminars are about. The paranormal is fascinating because it goes way beyond the term ghost. It goes way beyond the term demon. In fact, to be frankly honest with you, if you actually look at the physical reality, we have no idea what a ghost is. We assume we know what a ghost is, um, but we have no idea what a ghost is. Uh, the same thing applies to virtually anything paranormal because the paranormal simply means, word for word, something unknown or unidentified by current scientific level of education. Right. Um, and scientists and go through know. the paranormal every day. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah we, we don't know. We have no idea what it is. I mean, it could be a thousand different things. It could be a thousand different situations. Scientific theory and application apply to that on a regular basis. Even when it remains theory, it could still be plausibly proven until until it's not. Still a good theory. Um, we just mistake that a lot of times. A lot of people mistake what they've seen on TV. I have a book that's in a process right now. We're waiting for legal ramifications to get approval from some of the faces, images, and quotes in the book. Uh, books, actually, there's three books involved, but it covers the whole basis of the paranormal, all the way up and all the way up into the growth, and then the drop and the fall, and where we are right now. Um, but long story short, when parapsychology left, when the science physically left, all that people had was TV. Now, TV's great. I'm not going to diss it. I have a lot of TV celebrities that are my friends, uh, but it. In one area, it made people feel comfortable with going, I can talk about this stuff, this is awesome. And in another area, it made people think that what they saw on TV with the gadgets, the activity, the nighttime investigations, the night vision, and so forth is the way you investigate. Um, And I'm going to be honest with you, it is not. I've seen people that have been out there for five years, seven years, ten years, they think it is. No, it is not. That's not the way you really investigate. That's not how it really works. Some of the gadgets you're using – are gadgets that you're not going to get physical answers on like you think. You might get confirmation and go, that's cool. But you know what? That's what that gadget was designed for. Right. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, so uh, so it's became one of the largest entertainment fields in the world. Of all time, and, yeah. It really has. Yep. And, and as so, it's became one of the largest recreational fields in the world. Millions mm-hmm. of people every year rent Places that are wonderful, so I can say them because I'm not going to badmouth them. They can, they'll visit Waverly. They'll visit Myrtle's Mansion. They'll visit Ohio State Reformatory. Hey, guys, I've been there too. I bought the tickets in. I filmed there from other locations and other TV shows. They're awesome places to go. 
Um, but if you think you're really doing an investigation on a commercial site, the answer is no, you're not. You haven't even dove into the real truth of what the paranormal is about. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, can I just ask a quick yeah, question? Yeah, that's why I was – go ahead. I was yeah. going to – same thing. So, Chris, I want to know, would you consider yourself a believer or a skeptic? <clears throat> I consider myself both as ironically – excuse the term That's when I say true. this, so hopefully you don't have to beat it – but as ironically asinine as it sounds. <laughs> no. I came from a it's situation that I cannot explain. Um, and today I still can't explain it. I'm very mm-hmm. upfront with people, and I know that the term is slung around over and over and over again because I also believe in positive and negative energies. I'm a sales right. motivational speaker by trade. Uh, I've seen positive and negative energy affect people in the sales world. Um, I also believe that there are other things out there. I also believe what I encountered was not just a evil ghost, which you're going to see on a lot of these shows. Um I encountered it. It had a name. It scared people off. It's still around here in Morrill County today. It's affected other people the same way it does me. There's a whole history there, and whatever it is just simply doesn't want to go. Um, But uh, So I'm a believer in the paranormal, but I'm also a believer Mm -hmm. that logically speaking, most of this stuff can be explained by science and other things once they connect. All right. I would agree with that. I mean, well, there are certain things that we have um, been able to debunk, debunk, and explain away. And we that's why we that. like, um, like that's why we had Kenny Biddle on. I mean, yeah, he, I he thought was that the was same great. way. He's he's one of those guys that he's a uh, <coughs> he goes through and he does the research. He actually tears the equipment apart, puts it back together, tells us how it how it works, um, does yeah. his experimentations with it. Um, we've done the same thing here. I mean, mm-hmm. and we. I don't think um, – I think the majority of the people that are in the field, and I could be wrong, but I think the majority of especially the new people that join into the paranormal are believers. I think they want to believe, and I think some of them go there because of right. wanting the experience well, and being scared and the thrill of the chase and all that stuff. But I, I, th- I would like to believe or think that, so, that, that we begin because we have experiences, right? I would like to believe that's why most of us – start out not just because well, yeah i mean oh, let's jump on the bandwagon right right <laughs> right right i mean <laughs> hey, hey, Scoob. yeah right. yeah i know but it's like you know it, it, it's like right. with me it's like I, I i the main reason i got into it was because of an experience i had when i was a child right so that but then, then after that it, it developed in more of a a curiosity right. and then eventually it was a need i mean it looks you know call a, a a nail a nail or a head a head Thank or whatever goodness. but yeah you know i mean it's it's like now it's i eat breathe and sleep sleep this stuff mm-hmm. and um i'm always looking for new ways to um move ahead with it. i mean that's why we do so much research yeah on locations when we do residential i mean we we'll take a good three weeks prior to when the investigation is supposed to happen looking into things um digging up as much as we can we we, we pretty much exhaust you know, every outlet that we can find. And then hopefully um, the investigation, it'll hit on something and then we'll be able to research it a little farther because there's only so far you can go without something. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 um, But I I would like to think that the paranormal field isn't just about being um, TV or um, let's go out and get scared and party time or whatever, you know? (laughs) Let's drink beers and 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 put on 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 on
I hate I to it. use the word field a lot of times because of where I've came into. Um, the truth is there are a lot of fields that adapt into the word paranormal. Paranormal is a word that means unknown. So there is a lot of real, real people doing real things, ex- experimenting and looking into the unknown and helping individuals. And then there's another set that doesn't understand what the real paranormal world is about. Um, and those are mostly your TV crowds. They go into it because they're excited. They had an experience. They saw some TV shows. They see other teams trying to reproduce the work on YouTube or wherever it is. And then they get caught up in the fame game. Newsflash, guys, I'm going to tell you the fame game isn't exactly what you think, okay? Um, I've had the great privilege of being on two shows this year. I'll be on six shows next year. I got offered my own TV contract that I turned down. Uh, not because they weren't a wonderful network. They're a wonderful network. They were giving me a wonderful deal. But honestly, in my motivational and business world, I can make more money sitting at home. So why bother traveling all over the place, even if you're going to pay for it? Um, right. I understand that. It's, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's a situation that it's not what you people think a lot of times. If you're truly interested in the paranormal, what I honestly tell you to do, and this is what I tell everybody, do the same thing I did. Before you go out and think about joining a team, dig in. Find out what it is. The paranormal is way past ghosts. It's way past UFOs. It's way past cryptids and Bigfoot. It literally touches base in almost everything in the world of the scientific and education, meaning unknown. You will find some fascinating stuff from all kinds of fields. And once you do that, start digging into, if you want to specialize in ghosts, start digging into where people started. Find out the real individuals, Red Eye and a half a dozen other people. Start looking into it. Start doing the research. Then once you're finished with all of that and getting the basics, go out and talk to a team. Spend some time with them and see how they do things. Participate in a university study. See how they do things. Find out the differences between it. And then you can logically say, I know. Um, That's the one thing that – the reason I'm quiet in the paranormal field a lot of days now, guys, is because I ran into so much drama and so much ridiculousness, and we won't get into that today, but – there's entirely too many people that think that after a two, three, four years, they know. And I'm going to tell you from several. You mean people, they know everything? And they're going to. Laugh. <laughs> yeah, well, they're going to laugh if they if they're here today. One of them, and and uh, and he's a great guy, is is Keith H. That's from the old TV um, TV generation. One of them is John. If he's listening, I don't know if he is or not, but he's he's uh, somebody that's told me this. And then there's some university professors and a few other things. And I learned it as I went, too. They were right. Every one of them had told me, guess what? The first five years, you're going to think you have it down, and then one day you're going to realize you don't know squat. The next five (laughs) years, you're going to try to figure out what you did know and realize you don't know anything. And then you just began. Welcome to the Mm -hmm. paranormal. It's going to take you ten more years to figure it out. Well, you know right. what, Chris, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you something and, and absolutely right. And some of us don't even have to be affiliated with a, with a college or anything like that to know that or professors. It's right. like, if you look at this, like I'm an old school guy, I, I've lived in the country my whole life. I, I've been in situations that most people would probably, you know, run from screaming like little college girls, you know, after partying somewhere, but you know, it, it's, um, it's, when you when you stop looking at the paranormal paranormal field or as the way it was when I was raised with this stuff, it was just called the supernatural or the unknown. It was not called the paranormal. Uh-huh. And um, when you realize that there are no answers, that, that you are a student and you will continue to be a student of this field, if that's yeah. what you want to call it, 
You will be a student of the paranormal su- supernatural or unknown until the day you die. And the reason right. is, is because it's always changing because we don't have enough yep. information. Like you said earlier, it's not like we have D- DNA from a ghost or even Bigfoot or anything else to tell you that it exists. We don't have any of that stuff. So until we actually just, you know, calm down, smoke a bowl if you need to, <laughs> and and just realize <laughs> that, don't. hey, or don't, but just realize, you know, it's not about you. It's about the things out there that, that you're going to be learning at every step that you pay, that you, that you take. And it's sort of like life. You learn by your mistakes. Right. You will climb hills. You will fall down hills. You will swim. You will, you know. <laughs> So, so the paranormal period, and I've said this a lot too, is that it falls underneath an umbrella of certain things. I used to say mushroom, but a lot of people didn't like that analogy. But, you know, uh, it falls underneath an umbrella of stuff that we just don't have answers for, that we don't know, that's mysterious. It's in your mythology. It's in, your, it's in, in so many different things. I mean, we could just sit here and talk about Native American culture and their history for, for decades and tell you about their stories and their myths and, and, and their supernatural um, little anecdotes and everything else that they have just to tell you, hey, they believe in stuff that the Europeans don't or the Irish don't. But, yes, there's still stuff that cross over that have connections. So the paranormal is a much larger world, and you, can, you will never, ever get a direct um, – what am I looking for? You, you will never stop learning. It'll always be something that you will be um, a student of for the rest of your life. Always, I, as far as I'm concerned, you will be. Yeah. Well, and don't I, be surprised, um, listeners, if you are listening, that what you went in to search for, you never get the answer for. You might close some doors, but you're going to open up new doors. And what you started yeah. with, um, you simply don't get the answer to. What I started with 23, 24 years ago. Guys, I'm still trying. I'm still trying to figure out what that was, um, and here we are, 23, 24 years into a journey. I've found a lot of other things out. <laughs> right, right. No, I get it, and I understand. I mean, we with the cases that we've had over the years, and since 1987, there's been a lot of cases. But you know, you sit down and you may have, let's just say, for instance, a, th- a hundred cases. And you get a hundred cases. There might be one or two that stand out because it's stuff that you just couldn't debunk. Or it's stuff that you just really have no idea about until eventually, mm-hmm. in time, you come across it and you actually figure out the answer. Then you can go back and say, hey, look what this is. Yeah. This is what it was. Right. You know, well, and the you other may thing not- is don't be afraid to extend that a little bit. You know, a lot of people say that uh, scientists look at the paranormal and they think it's a joke. Or scientists look at the paranormal and universities look at the paranormal and they think it's a joke. But I'll tell you, a lot of these people don't. They're fascinated with it because they want to know why people are looking. It's kind of yeah. a side hobby. So if you get a audio recording you can't explain and you've got a video to back it up, I'm going to tell you right now, don't, be, don't hesitate to go to a university and say, hey, man, i got something I can't explain here. I think it's paranormal. I realize that you may not think it's paranormal, but I want you to give me my opinion. I want right. you to take a look at this. Can you do it? Be, you wouldn't, you'd be surprised how many professors will go, sure, I'll take a look at it. Now, they may not give you what you were looking for. But they will still give you their opinion, and that science matters because it might be the answer. If it's not, great, but it might be the answer to that particular situation. So now you've got one closed door. Let's go back and ask more questions, and it's all about questions. It's all about right. questions in the long run. One closes, another one opens up. That's just the way it is. <laughs> what, I think is funny, what I think is funny, Chris, is the amount of people out there that you can meet up with other investigators that you know 
it doesn't matter how long you've been on the field. And, and yes, we all say how long we've been in the field. We all do it. It's just kind of one of those natural things. But it's amazing on how many people that you meet will tell you, oh, I've been in here five years and I've done this, this place. I've done that yeah. place. And then they're, they're like, this is what we found and this is how we found it and blah, blah, blah. And it's amazing what they tell you. And then you kind of look back and you go, why would they use that? <laughs> you know, I, I do that all the time. Why would they do that? Yeah. You know, or like some of the other cases that we've come across, it's like, oh, they went in, they investigated, they were there three hours. They told the client it was this, and then they left, and they never went back. But the client calls another team or two other teams shortly afterwards because nothing was fixed. Right. They had no answers. You know, Um, 99% of my assessment cases are because of that situation, because two or three investigators have been in, and they didn't follow up properly. They didn't link them to the proper things. Each person learns a different way. Just because one person is a certain faith, well, you might use that faith, but another person – a lot of times they have to learn how to deal with this stuff. It's not as black and white as people think of I can go in and I can do this and do that, and right. guess what? I banish the ghosts. Sorry, it <laughs> doesn't work that way. If I get people angry, um, it is what it is. But uh, um, you may be able to link them to people if they believe in metaphysical arts. Well, hey, you know what? I've seen some metaphysical people and some life coaches that have really changed people around um, that I've even had on my radio show. They didn't know how to deal with negative situations. They built up a negative response. Something started feeding off of that. Once they realized that they could change it all into positive, it went away, as an example. Right. Um, faith is the same way and so forth. It's kind of a tricky science. <laughs> well, I, I really I, – I, this is funny that you bring all that up and we're, we're talking like this because this is kind of refreshing, to be honest, with some of the yeah. stuff that we have discussed over the years here. And um, I'm surprised we haven't had you on before this, but um, it's just, it's amazing, especially with how big the field is now, how big this whole paranormal has gotten over the past 10 years. Right. And of course, a lot of that is due to television shows and um, the stars seen it, you know, the the TV stars from the the shows shown at different events and so on and so forth. Yeah, everything. Exactly. It's, it's, it's all over the place. And, And we're guilty because, we are too, you know, we have done certain things. We've been asked to do certain things. We run a parafest every year. I mean, yeah. so we're guilty as, as well. Um, we hope, and, and this is the way I kind of hope that I leave it too. I should hope twice in that whole thing was that uh, we leave somebody with some type of education. So they right. don't fear as much as they did before. Yeah. And um, <laughs> then you just go ahead, hit me all you want, woman, Jesus. And, um, we kind of hope that each time that we run into a case and, yeah. and we do something as well as we talk to um, our guests on the t- radio show like this or we're in other situations that we learn from them and right. they learn from us because our, our true standing and belief here at Paratalk Radio is that we're all students of this. And you really need to listen, pay attention, and try to take some away from it to use as your own because we don't have all the answers. I don't have all the answers. You don't have all the answers. I have all the answers. My ass. But yes, no, I do get it. Now, for some of you guys I'm that not are just. Touching your ass. Ha, ha, ha. For some of you people that are just, just tuning in now here on Paratalk Radio, um, and uh, we are in a, 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 I want to say, an affiliate of uh, Step Into the Paranormal, as well as we are on WLFE DB Radio Network. And. Um, we are speaking with Mr. Chris Houston, um, who is a paranormal assessor. Um, we had an investigator, but that's not really what he is. He is an assessor. Um, Christopher's been on quite a few different uh, uh, shows, as he had mentioned earlier. Um, he does like to go in, and um, when he does his investigations, it's it's a real investigation. It's not just going in there for an hour watching cameras and playing with a stupid ghost box. It's a 
broken radio and uh, <laughs> saying, you know, this is what it is. It's a demon. Be healed. Be gone. Um, he actually does the research and the work. And, um, and, and to me, that's, that's what most of us in this field that, and I'm going to continue to call it a field. So, you know, yeah. um, it's easier to. Maybe it's not. It, Maybe it, to me, it's not because I talk about all the fields that work together, but, you know, field is something where everybody works on one goal. So um, right. theoretically, goal you can call it a field if you choose to, because everybody works to look for something. So, <laughs> I mean, as long as it's the right thing, I mean, right. I, I know that. I'm going to say this back in the day, um, <laughs> a lot of it was uh, for mine when I started and my partner back then started, we started because we wanted to know about life after death. We wanted to know if it truly existed and the research that we did um, in Egyptology and theology and everything else that we've researched over the years, there were so many stories and so many myths and so many you know beliefs and we wanted to get in there and figure out, okay, so if all these civilizations, if all these people in these books and you know, faith believed that the afterlife existed, how are we going to prove it? And then that's where our search started, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, so if we can, if we have the same goal, I guess, then we can call it a field. Um, I don't know if that's what everybody wants to do. I don't know if that's what they're looking for, but I guess ghosts are life after death and um, what the next step is and next phase, you know? Um, I'd rather just be able to say, be me up, Scotty, and live forever, <laughs> just being in a spaceship up be there in the sky. Be me up, Scotty. But um, if well, uh, ed- education is key with everybody too, it, it's funny that you mentioned demons and, and the church and so forth. But it, there are a lot of people out there that think that they can confront demons. I've heard people say the word "I'm a demonologist." Newsflash, by the way, guys, demonology isn't what you think. It's the study of the word "demon" throughout the history of theology and the religious books that involve within that practice to apply to your specific belief. It's nothing but reading books. Demonologists do not go out into the field and fight demons. This is not reality. Um, but uh, there are people that study demonology, just like angel, angelology and uh, a half a dozen other ologies, which is basically the study of. Um, but uh, long story short, everybody claims all of this, and you hear people say, I fight demons all the time. But nobody ever can tell me the seven direct signs of demonic obstruction, which the church right. can tell me. Anybody that's ever been with the church can tell me. Everybody thinks it's one, two, or three signs. No, there are actually seven physical signs that the church looks for in demonic obstruction. Um, and there are reasons behind that, because 99.9% of the time it will be explained by the time you get to number seven, uh, which is why – to be frankly honest with you, less than 1% of all cases turn out to be demonic possession or demonic anything in the world. Uh, right. And also why, contrary to belief, we do not have a mass amount of exorcists in the Catholic Church or any church out there. Those that think we do, you know what, that's television, guys. That's not the way it really works. In fact, reality is there's only three people licensed to fully assess through Catholic approval here in the United States of America. Uh, and I know this because I spoke to the church in Rome. It took me almost 11 years to get that interview. <laughs> it's amazing. All right, Chris, well, uh, we're going to have to take a short break. So if you want to hold tight there, um, we will come back. We will we will chat with you and get a couple questions from our guests or from our <laughs> guests, Jesus, listeners. from our listeners as well our and our friends. And um, John, whenever you're ready, take it away. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere, guys. Mm-hmm. 
WLFEDB Radio is looking for podcasts to join our family. You don't have to fit any strict genre. We're a plethora of shows. If you're looking to jump on a growing network, then contact us at WLFEDBRadio at gmail.com. If you're a paranormal investigator who wants more when doing your experiments, then you should read Ted Van Son's book, Think Outside the Paranormal Box. It's based on old school ideas which have been, until recently, forgotten about. Pick one up today on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or order it directly on paratalkradio.com. Remember, expand your investigations and evidence. Purchase Think Outside the Paranormal Box by Ted Van Son. Also, his first book, Flashlight Recorder and Comfortable Shoes, co-authored by Keith Spratley, is available at Barnes & Noble and Amazon. Get your copies today. Are you looking for one-of-a-kind handmade jewelry? G by the Sea is an online store that offers handmade sea glass jewelry. Each piece has been hand-selected off the beaches of Galveston, <coughs> Texas, and the shape has not been manipulated. Visit us at gbythesea.com for unique and handmade jewelry or email jewelry at gbythesea.com. It's not only a piece of jewelry, it's a piece of history. <coughs> You're listening to WLFE-DB Radio. Now, back to our program. Hi, we're back, friends. <laughs> okay, you guys. Okay, so we've can, been, I do the, can I do the thing give first? Me, give me one second. I just want to say here that some of you folks uh, have been watching us on because we're, we're live on five other pages. Right, right, And right. the problem that, that there is some technical issues that are, are happening at this time, one, I'm not able to view them. Correct. So that if you're asking questions and stuff, um, I'm not sure they're showing up on our original Paratalk Radio hosting page. Um, right. If they are, Cindy, we'll get to them. If not, then we'll have to look at them later on, and I apologize. Um, we're not able to look at them right now because we are experiencing a technical difficulty at that, <laughs> so, at that time. So so, did, so, I did have, like, um, somebody was kind of trash-talking me in the comments on the show last night. Oh, really? For stepping to the paranormal. And... And he's been on our show in our things before. And um, he's, he said, oh, I just said that because I was trying to get your attention. Look, it worked. Um, no, I couldn't see your comments at all because I didn't have my phone on because I was on the side that Chris is on right now. But right, I right. couldn't have my phone on and talking on it at the same time. So I couldn't see. Right. Yeah. It's very difficult to do that sometimes, Yeah. but so go ahead and start with that. And then we'll get right back into Chris. So everybody hang inside here. So, um, I do have one question. Can I do my question before I go into these guys? stuff? Well, I think you'd want to do that. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's do that. All right. Um, what's the biggest conspiracy of our lifetime? Aliens or UFOs? 23%. Flat Earth has gone down to 6%. Never went to the moon. Settle. Illuminati is 31%. Wow. So, so UFOs are 60 what? 60? 63. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. All right. Oh, this, this is uh, with conspiracy. What's the biggest conspiracy of our lifetime? So aliens. Yeah. I mean, that would make sense. What does yeah. Chris think? What do you think, Chris? Uh, well... Um, working with the Department of Defense for almost 15 years on and off, UFOs are the largest unexplained situation. Yeah. Um, 
conspiracy. Don't be surprised, guys, when you get some of this stuff released, if it's not quite as conspiracy put together as you think. The truth is, and I've worked with the government. I love the guys. I won't get in trouble for saying any of this, hopefully. Um, but uh, a lot of times, they have no freaking idea what's going on either. Right. <laughs> we give them too much credit. <laughs> been basically with the military being well, able late, to... Lately. Lately, they've been talking about it. Yeah, Yeah. the Air Force, I think it was, right? Yeah, Being able to speak about it. Yeah. Yeah, so, all right, guys. You'll get a lot of sightings, a lot of situations, but um, uh, applying those sightings when you're actually going through the review board, a lot of times they just can't explain it, so it gets hidden in a little corner and it gets forgotten about. Well, the public needs to know about that either way. (laughs) Well, real quick, I just want to say for people that are just tuning in, um, we were talking with Mr. Chris Houston. um, I was going to try and read off your little bio here, but uh, um, basically we will say that he is a paranormal assessor. He has worked on uh, many cases. He's worked on debunking certain tools and so on and so forth, right? I'm working with the mm-hmm. tools um, that are in the field, and um, he's knowledgeable, and he's worked on a few TV shows as well. And, and uh, um, I, think he, I think you said you're going to be on six episodes Right, next and year. he is yeah, also I've got, the um... – Paranormal Survivor just aired. Uh, the other shows, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to mention them or not, but I've got two more coming through January and February. And then the seasons next year, you will see me on three or four different shows. And then we're just okay. kind of kind of run from there. Um, I'm very picky on what I go on. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and he's, he's also, an author. He's an author, and he's also author. the host, the author. 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 He's also <laughs> the uh, the host of Paranormal Truth and Reality radio show. Yeah. So um, the gentleman and, that we're speaking with does have some knowledge of the paranormal. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Like us. And now I do I do have a little question for you, Chris. Um, so I've had experiences with this, so this is why I'm asking you. What do you feel about TV sets? Electronic devices, do you think that um, energies can come from those devices? You know, it's ironic that you say that. Early tests outside of EVP was white noise on televisions. And I did work with white noise on televisions actually for a couple of years out of curiosity being in audio and video. And, yes, you can get some unexplained situations. Now, whether that's pareidolia of the mind or whether it's something else, is totally up to each individual's interpretation. But I can Mm -hmm. tell you, again, putting a television in a Faraday cage where you're not getting any signal except for white noise. Now, we're talking about early TVs. Obviously, HDTV don't end up with all that white fuzz and all the other crap. Um, I I have seen some things that I can't explain. (laughs) Well, the, the thing is, is when my boys were younger, I used to watch a show that I will not watch anymore. That it was, was not a, a haunting, right? It was a haunting. And everything on there just was like, uh, everybody's possessed, everybody's demons, demons negative, and yeah. it was all negative. And I was, I was interested in the show, but then I watched like three shows and I just, I kind of got creeped out by it because I'm like, man, this is all negative stuff. And yeah, was, TV promotes a lot of evil demons. It's what sells. People want to be scared. That's why a lot of people go to these local locations. That's why a lot of people buy tickets at uh, major locations to do investigations when they don't know anything. They get they they want that thrill, and TV feeds mm-hmm. off of that. They don't want to trust me. Um, 
several of the shows you guys are going to watch, they're going to concentrate on the fact that I said, oh, yes, I believe it was a demon or something evil. But they took out the word or something evil, and they took out the word it could have been negative energy. I'm not sure what it was. All I know is what happened to me was not good at all. That was my full statement. They took out all of that, and they're going to say, oh, yes, I believe it was a demon. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so so it, it happens a lot. Yeah, in the in these shows, uh, something literally stepped out of my TV, and my son picked it up. It was it was trying to harm my son, and I had spirit explain it to me and and bring my awareness to it. So now, one of the things that I make everybody aware of is is protecting your your devices. Goes even further than that, guys. You should probably pay attention to your computers, your audio oh, devices, uh, devices. One of the things that happened to me, ironically, that you say that when I was a kid, this thing that was in my home, and they downtreaded a little bit. I used to experiment with audio equipment all the time because my dad was an audio engineer and a repair person, old school repair. He repaired TVs, audio receivers, all that other stuff. So I learned how to do a lot of this stuff. I had speakers and TVs all in my home. These mm-hmm. TVs would turn on, these speakers would turn on, and I could disconnect them 100%, and you would still hear through the speakers. And I'm going to say this the way I would explain it, but it's a lot eerier than this. It was like thousands of different voices just going over and over and over again when it wanted to give a point. So these things can communicate through this stuff. I have no idea why or how, but it does happen. Um, So – and. When I first went into demons, another little funny story. I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. But uh, I didn't believe in demons when this first happened. I knew something was going on with me. I thought maybe it was psychological. I'm a very down-to-earth person. I want to solve and resolve everything logically. I always Mm -hmm. have been. And I got told by somebody that was actually an an exorcist for the Catholic Church that worked with a demonologist at the time in 1981, had a website up at the time. He said, if you don't believe in demons, I want you to go to this particular image with an open mind i want you to stare at that image and i want you to read what's below it now the statements below it says we were in a graveyard this is a gravestone it's claimed to have demonic activity we've experienced this 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 and this and it goes into detail so i read that little statement and i looked into the computer now one of my friends was with me at the time and we saw something standing directly behind us in the reflection of that computer screen for no reason whatsoever and keep in mind i'm a skeptic guys it scared the piss out of me (laughs) (laughs) that would totally freak me out too i have to say yeah (laughs) so i believe it can happen um you know these things feed off of evil a lot of times and if you're watching evil shows and it's it's getting to you well basically that tv show is inviting something into your home well the, the the thing is is so many people make fun of me i used to be a big horror flick kind of girl like i freddy horror a whore flick kind of girl. I I loved Freddy Krueger. Like, man, Nightmare on Elm Street was my jam. Friday the 13th with, oh, God dang. I loved these shows. Well, I can barely watch Freddy. them now. I can mm-hmm. barely watch them now because of a haunting and because I saw what can come of I just watched Evil Dead it. yesterday. I just watched that. The new one? 
Oh, I just watched it. <laughs> I don't, Sorry, I'm talking I don't watch to any of them as silly as it seems. Being behind the scenes with several major television shows early on, and I think I can say that. I was a B-crew individual for Ghost Hunters for many years. I wasn't around when Jason and all of them were there, but we'd go in and set up the equipment so that they could just come in and say they did. So we ran wires and TV cameras and all that other stuff so that they could get the best shots when their TV crew came in. Right. Made things a little easier on them. Um, but being around those TV shows, I just don't watch them at all. I had to be told when my last show was on, I had no idea it was coming on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we have um, uh, some of the things that you were you were saying there. I wanted to back a little bit, and it's like with uh, Paranormal Survivor. I've been on two episodes of Paranormal Survivor myself, and I find that um, whose phone is that? I think that Turn was your son's notifications, but, um, kids. It, 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 I had noticed that with their shows that they do cut a lot of things and then they will add things in it that aren't necessarily true as well. And I think that um, Paranormal you, Survivor, right? yes, it did in both episodes. And um, I was not happy with it. But, you know, when you're working with TV shows, you have to remember that it is made for TV and they're going to do what they can to get ratings. Mm-hmm. And that's how some of these episodes are sold. Our shows are sold as well. So I you just, do have to be careful with that. But, yeah, I, 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 I get all that. that. Before yeah. it, I can't see it anymore okay, because it's to the point where I can't see it if I okay. don't say. Right. Kathy DeGraw says, I don't think science has an answer for everything, just like spiritualists don't have answers for everything. Well, I think that's true. Nobody, we're humans, we don't have the answers to all of the the unseen, right? We don't. Just because it says we're the most um, intelligent <laughs> animal on the planet doesn't mean we are. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean well, that we can explain everything away. I know. I'm just Here's joking. the I'm thing trying... with science that people don't understand, which is why the debate with the paranormal theology and science comes up all the time and why I try to make people's minds think a little bit about it. Science is not exact like people think. It's not 100%. Um, what it is, it's, yeah, it's not 100%. It's a series of processes. We, yeah. It starts with a hypothesis, applies into a thesis, applies to applying the thesis through testing and seeing what the results are. Right. Now, here's the irony of all of this. 99.9% of the science that we have confirmed and we use today from space travel to the atomic bomb were accidentally stumbled upon during this process mm. because it's not an exact science. We didn't know the atomic bomb was going to explode. That's what we were shooting for. We were about to give it up. Guess what? Some guy screwed up one day, and there was a big kaboom. <laughs> right. Right. You know how they have it on TV where they have like a, I don't know, say like an ISIS person. They're, they're, they just got their <coughs> diamond all the way around them, and they go to move, and they trip, and he blows up. Yeah. That's what it kind of reminded me of. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just want to go back to the science thing. I mean, we have look – at, look at how many – studies and tests they've done oh. on drugs that have been passed by the uh-huh. FDA and then have been recalled because there was not enough testing. People are dying. People are getting cancer. There are terrible side effects. Their kidneys are falling out of them, basically. Yeah, well, mine does every I time mean, I drink. And then the vice versa with the handful that do work. Um, my wife has epilepsy, and the vice versa with the handful that do work, it's ironic because some of the medications she's on that helps her with her epilepsy, even though it's still uncontrolled, were mm-hmm. not designed for epileptic seizures. They ended up being a bad situation for certain things, but all of a sudden they just stumbled across the fact that, hey, this stops seizures. Hmm. See, I have a question um, for you, Chris. Have, has your wife um, actually gone on the keto diet because that was originally created for um, epileptic patients who had seizures has she tried that 
She has the, the problem with keto diets and natural herbal supplements outside of, um, and we won't get into that much because I know it's a controversial political thing, but uh, medicinal marijuana, medical marijuana, not medicinal marijuana like people think, which has all the TNC and all the other stuff removed, and you actually have it in a liquid or a pill with additives pharmaceutically designed. Uh, right. We haven't tried that yet. She tried the keto diet. She's tried a lot of other things, and unfortunately, she has a unique form of epilepsy that is ever changing. It doesn't fire in one center of the brain. It fires all around the brain, so it's kind of tougher uh, to deal with. Um, yeah. But uh, I mean, we managed to keep her stable for the most part. But the diet really didn't help much. Helped me a lot. <laughs> yes, and it's helping me. Um, but no, that's <coughs> that. I was curious about that. But the the thing is, is listen, I've seen the studies for little little babies that have epilepsy, and they're they're giving the um. CBD oil and 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 stuff like that, and just taking out the THC, and it is working amazingly well for these these little kids uh-huh. that have seizures. So, yeah, I'm all for it, man. To be honest. Yeah, I think we're gonna try that somewhere along the line. Now that that pe- now that politics and states are realizing that. The medical marijuana is not marijuana. It's it's not like going out like a lot of people and smoking weed. No, it, it's all right. of that is gone. It's actually a physical drug, and it's quite expensive over here for some reason when it's not in the U.K., but, uh, <laughs> but I think we're going to try it somewhere along the line because I think it will help yeah. a lot. And I've got a few issues that have developed uh, recently. I won't get into a lot of detail on that, but uh, I think they would probably help there too. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so well, I wish her lots of luck yeah, and well here. wishes, and I'll send her lots of healing energy, okay? Yeah, awesome. Awesome. So, wanna, so the guys were talking about yards, and I didn't quite understand everything, and, and now Roberts has gone up, so I couldn't see what – I didn't understand the original thing about Robert, how you were talking about a yard and such like that, and it says uh, – Jamie says, a yard sounds like a prison – a prison recreational area. And it was just funny and I liked it. But Karen says in Australia, our indigenous have a prison for dangerous spirits in the outback. Do other indigenous peoples have these kind of energetic prisons? It not yeah. even just indigenous, it can be anybody. Yeah. Uh, you will find in different cultures and different histories, um, a lot of, different examples of what they like to call indigenous prisons uh, or Mm -hmm. prisons themselves that uh, uh, hold evil situations. You'll find it in China. You'll find it in Japan. Believe it or not, Russia has it. The Native Americans have their own formulation on how to ward away evil spirits that have been stuck to the land. Um, there's all, it doesn't matter where you go. It's, it, it's always there. You just got to dig deep enough. And I'll tell you, I encourage you to do that. I've spent a lot of time with cultures and just picking their brains. Some of them are a little bit harder to get into than others, like the Native Americans. Good luck getting on a reserve unless you want to pick them for about two or three years. I think it took me five years just to get on a reserve um, to get into more detail. But uh, communities are fascinating when you get into culture. Different cultural differences are amazing. Yeah, I agree. I think it's fantastic. Well, and there's so a lot interesting. Of, there's a lot of there's a, a lot of different cultures out there. And I mean, if you look at like, like with my family, I mean. I am able to go to a reserve. I am able to you know, go right up here to the res and talk to family that's actually still there and hear stories, as well as some of the things from my father's side, which is the Celtic Avenue with 
um, all the Celts and all that stuff, the Irish and the Dutch. And there's just so much that we're able to actually research if, if you apply yourself to it. And I think that's mm-hmm. what fails in most of this stuff when it comes to paranormal and with investigators themselves when they do their research. Uh, Chris, I had found out that it's amazing the, the percentage of, of teams and investigators out there that do not keep records or um, information about each investigation they do. They actually don't. And it amazes me that they don't. You know, it's crazy that uh, people don't do that. At one point, and I still have a lot of it downstairs, um, I have physical records. I have a digital record on my computer that's miles and miles long. And, of course, sometimes when you're dealing with uh, higher-up situations, you only get to see bits and pieces of old books and so forth because some of these books aren't even supposed to get to the public. If you're lucky, you get a few glances of it without flying Mm -hmm. all the way to Rome or some silly place. Um, And you take all of that. I used to be. I used to have people make fun of me and say that I, I was kind of the molder of the paranormal because I had one desk and 13 file cabinets loaded with stuff, <laughs> and that didn't count my books, which were just piled up all over the place. <laughs> That's funny. I love it. All right, so guys, it, it is uh, it's 9:21. So in a few minutes here, we're going to open the phone lines for you guys, which you can call in, actually, actually talk to Chris yourself and ask him a question. The phone number is right there on the bottom of the screen. Actually, it's covered up it's by covered our up. question. Three two three six four two one one zero two. I just noticed that it was covered up. Yeah. So yeah. Um. So I do. So when we were talking about the um our our question of the day, mm-hmm. um, Robert had replied with aliens are not a conspiracy they are out there and i <laughs> listen i would have to agree with robert okay i uh, do well for the longest time it was a conspiracy thing so right yeah. i agree i agree um the thing about aliens is what most people don't understand is it's kind of naive to think that we are the only intelligent life form in the vastness of outer space since it's continuously expanding. I mean, come on, there's got to be something out there that's at least as intelligent as us, if not more intelligent. And it's logical from time to time, though very rare, they're going to run across us. Um And a lot of what you see a lot of times is probably situations like that as well as things that are explainable. Just good luck trying to find them, and that's why I kind of laugh about the government sometimes. You'd be surprised how many black projects are out there, guys, that are Mm -hmm. out there flying in the air on a regular basis that nobody else except for the person in that project knows. (laughs) I mean, they they have. They've even – what is it? that I don't remember if it was California airspace, and they were coming from, like, the Salt Flats or whatever it is, Nevada? I don't remember. Utah, that area, something like that. But they kept seeing these things, and and the military would say, "Oh, we can't discuss it." But I think ancient aliens. I think ancient aliens had that on there. They were talking about yeah. that. Um, we, the, was it the stealth them. bomber? Was it there that was, black stealth was, bomber? I think there was, it was a lot of them. There's, they have created even more that we are unaware of. That oh, they, I'm sure. they've been talking about new ones that they've been creating. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, and it's not um, that they haven't visited us before. I had a uh, – Robert, I can't remember his last name, but anyway, he was the original guy for the X-Files. He's written many, many books. I had a privilege of talking to him and was going to have him on my show, but unfortunately the show's on sabbatical until next year to go on FM Airwaves. Um, he told me if you ever question this, you ever question whether we really think something else is going on that we can't identify? 
I want you to go to Google Maps. I want you to look up the North Pole. Then I want you to go to the science base. Then I want you to pay close attention to everybody at that science base. Then I want you to go to the center of that and ask yourself why it's blacked out. When you do that, do the research and find out about the Germans and find out about our visit there. And you can honestly say we've ran into something that we can't explain. Otherwise, why would fully armed cruisers and military from every nation be in one location at the North Pole? Huh. Makes sense. <laughs> it does. Wow. That's where the two farmers uh, are, buried in the, the ice. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's where Superman's hideout is. That's where Santa Claus lives. You don't touch <laughs> Superman's cape. You don't spit in the wind. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. I can't do it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, no. So, what was I going to say? Well, this is the thing. As I want to go back to UFOs and aliens because I just, I, I literally can't be, I just can't fathom the thought uh, that we are the only species on this daggum universe. I can't, I can't, I can't believe that. First of all, I know it because I've talked to other races. So I know that there's others out there. I've communicated. Uh, well, you know what? There are other species that are out there. Whether we've encountered them or not is a whole other question. I can't say yes or no. I've had a few unusual occurrences myself that I can't explain, including a blackout with a big bright light when I was a kid. Um, but uh, the one thing that I will say, I, I noticed that uh, on your site there, Kathy asked, why hasn't the government actually made an announcement? You want the right. honest opinion there, Kathy? Working with the government for so many years, um, and John John is his name, not Robert. I don't know. John DeSalvo, I think, is his last name. I can't remember, but uh, anyway, John would probably tell you this, and anybody that's ever worked with the government would probably tell you this. It's because, to be frankly honest with you, when you don't know and something has entered your airspace and you cannot control it, there. if you tell the United States, I have no idea what it was, it could have been a danger, we could not stop it, and we may be invaded, then what happens? In their eyes, panic hits. Mm -hmm. And the reality is a lot of times Air Force pilots and other people, which you're going to see in a lot of this release documentation, you're also going to see a lot of other things that connect to silly things, by the way, uh, that won't <laughs> tell you anything, but we'll agree that there are black projects out there like orders of food and shoes and toilet paper. <laughs> um but you'll well, see a lot of these self-admissions coming up that say, we spotted something. We have no freaking idea what it was, but, hey, we saw it. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, there's a lot of questions out there, and I think it's, I, I think it's, uh, it's good for people to have questions, I think it's especially in this field. Steve Barry says, travel light years and not say hi? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> hi! Yeah, I, I I think it's amazing that uh, the the paranormal has grown the way it has. I do think there are, are a handful of people out there that are are, are really, um, truly trying to help and get answers. And then I think there's that that little bunch that are just there for the wrong reasons. But you can't, you know, I can't say for sure because I don't know. I'm it's all speculation, which is wrong of me, and I apologize. But um, I, I do like the fact that with this and the research and the study that people in the paranormal um, 
when they're out there doing this stuff, they are learning history. They are learning yeah. and going back. And then they're, they're you know, it, it kind of brings me back to the whole point. Like last year when we did uh, the conversation with the uh, Ghosts of London. Oh, yeah, yeah, group. yeah. When we were talking Jason, about, right? yeah, when we were talking yeah. about um, Jack the Ripper. Mm-hmm. And going over there and just touching the wall to right. one of those buildings that is 500 years old. And it, a thousand, or a th- yeah, it, it's just, it's just one of those things. Like when you, it's like today delving into the history of this house that we're doing. Um, it, it's, it's just fascinating. If you can close your eyes, place your hand on that brick or that wall or that tree or whatever, and just imagine what this object has seen over the years. So the, the funny part is, is this was just brought up last night. That's what, so it was Keith Jeremy that was, you know, oh, okay. bringing up these, like, kind of being my hater last night for some okay. unknown reason. Okay. <laughs> but he, he, he brought up the fact of stone theory, I think is what it's stone called. Stone theory, yes. So I wasn't familiar with what stone theory was. So I I, I'm not up. real versed in, in it, but some of that. What is literally that you touch the stone and you are getting the memory, the oh. feedback or whatever. Oh, I guess I did know. Um, but they also believe that there's no ghost. It's basically all this energy that energy is trapped within is trapped the walls within the and walls, the, yes, an yes. object, anything. Right. right. Well, so, yeah. I, and, and I told them when I was able to, which was off the air because um, I saw it afterwards, what, okay. which was uh, because he messaged me and asked me about if right. I believed in it. And I said, well, I, to an extent, I believe in it. Yes. Do I think that that object or or a house or something could um, could hold that energy and emotion and create something? Absolutely. Because I've done readings with people's it's objects. It's called psychometry. Right. Well, it's so because everything know. has a story. Right. Um, yeah. Everything has a story, and every story builds up. Whether it's positive or negative, that story is going to continue with the object, item, or otherwise. Exactly. Um, ironically, by the way, guys, there's a series of scientists working in quantum physics right now, and I won't mention their work, but they're working on linking all of this because the reality is the one thing that we found in a quantum level in the past 15 years is everything is connected. All of this energy that you're speaking about, all of these yeah. daily situations are all connected. Um, Now, I know that this is a little complicated to think about, but the reality of it is when you break it down very simply, here's the deal. Time, space, dimensions, everything is flowing at the exact same moment. It's not separated. Though time is separated for us, that is just simply to define our differences. Um, But the rest of it is traveling together. Now, as these things intersect... Energies take place, they stick around, they move around. You might hit things that are 200 years in the past. You might hit things that are 15 years in the future, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're working on a way of connecting the dots there to logically explain that mathematically. They're doing very well so far, by the way. Um, But it's not quite ready to be released to the public. (laughs) Let's put it in just layman's thought processes. I mean, I think there's a movie that can explain that kind of as well. The others, right? I mean, well, yeah, but 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 the the others is was a good thing. One side thought one was a ghost. The other oh, so, side thought the others. Well, were the sixth ghosts. sense was the same way because of Bruce Willis and the little boy. Bruce Willis was actually dead, and he thought he was alive. Listen, that was I, I'm 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 still pissed about that. Taurus. 
told me about it. Oh. He gave me the ending. I was so mad. Well, you know, it, quantum theory and the way we do things. But I've, so Spirit so has been talking. Much. Spirit's been talking for years. Oh, gosh, I was at MCC, so that's 2006 to 2007. They were they were giving me information on quantum communication. Basically, I do quantum communication because I communicate with uh, the others out there, right? Yeah. With just well, and if you take that to a little bit more of an extreme, the human mind is basically the world's largest organic computer system. Now, it Correct. runs off of energy itself. Um, and I have a theory that I'm putting together with some of these people. I won't get into a lot of detail about that, but it also explains a lot of things like residual activity and what you're running into because energy, like everything else, eventually, once the host is gone, if your power supply in a computer, as an example, is still running if the computer fails until that energy leaves the power supply and turns into something new. Why is the brain not the same way? It's all based off of energy. It's all based off of neurological response. And theoretically, when somebody dies, that energy has to go somewhere else. During that period right. in time, before it exchanges into something new, that means that theoretically you as yourself, the way you are now, doesn't exist, yes, because you have to have the endorphins, you have to have the glands, you have to have everything else to have the emotions. But everything you remember, every yeah. emotion you remembered, every movement you remembered, everything you did, is all still there until it changes into something new. Yeah. So there you go. There's your answer to what residual activity is in the first place. And it's also your answer on how it breaks down, because eventually all energy breaks down on its own time and its own accord in order to change into something new. This is also right. why, to answer everybody's question, well, why don't we see a dinosaur? Gee, because the dinosaur is a billion, old, billion years old. Pretty much already changed over. <laughs> Yeah, they turn into birds. Um, yeah. So quantum physics is a, is an outstanding thing to link everything together, the mind, the brain, how people think, why you experience emotions, why a mother and daughter can feel each other if there's a situation. Uh, you know, Just all of these things can be explained. I literally just read, reread my journal and I was feeling so sick and I, and it was about five years ago. I, I wrote it in my journal. I was like, I am so nervous. I'm so scared right now. I was, I'm uneasy. I really need to know what's wrong with Jessica. And I totally knew that there was something going on with Jessica. She proceeded to tell me she was, she'd called me. And was terrified that her husband had alcohol poisoning and she had been drinking as well. So I was picking up Jessica's inebriation. I was picking up the fear, the, the animosity that Jessica was. I know that I can absolutely validate that 110,000%. It's also right, theoretically, guys, the X gene is plausible and possible somewhere along the line. Right. The human body and the human brain can't advance past where we are, and you might actually somewhere along the line see that spike, special abilities that people don't understand. <laughs> right. So what my daughter was just showing me is an article. Um, this is called, it's from Peace, P-E-A-C-E, not P-I-E-C-E, Peace Quarters, um, and it was found in uh, Mind and Spirituality. And the headline says, Scientists found that the soul doesn't die it goes back to the universe but we knew this because of the theory 
of, uh, oh my gosh, now I can't think of it. I literally just blanked. What is the theory? John, what is the theory? Where um, energy can't change, or well, energy it, it doesn't die. It doesn't die of energy. Right. What right. is it called again? It's the conservation of energy. Thank you, conservation of energy. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what you were just talking about, Chris. Well, and then there was the studies, like we had that so one. So I can't read it right now, I mean, but it's. We, that was we had the doctor on, awesome. the one doctor, and Thank he was talking know. about that when a person dies, um, the, the when the soul leaves, it does lose weight as in ounces. But yeah, it was, six it ounces does, or something, I it think. It loses, yeah, I think it was three ounces. I don't think it was six, but yeah, so it does lose something. But then again, we know that everything is energy in one in one shape or form or another. Absolutely. And so there are many beliefs. If you just do the research on that alone in your libraries, on the internet, wherever, mm-hmm. there's enough stories from civilizations past right. that will tell you all of this stuff in advance. Um, there, there's just so much out there. And, and most people, and this is what kills me about some, watching some TV shows, mm-hmm. especially reality TV shows, or interviews like Maury Povich or the rest of them. Oh, gosh. Come it's on. Like a, they throw all this stuff out there, and these people are dumber than a box of rocks. I'm sorry. But if you would just pick up a book and read just a little bit, you would understand. Mm-hmm. You know, And not everything has to be written as in the book for dummies. It doesn't have to be that way. Right. There, there are enough people out there that, that can tell you what is fact and what is fiction. There's, there's books. There's... There's just so much out there, and it just kills me sometimes. Yeah. But I don't have all the answers. Chris doesn't have all the answers. I Cindy doesn't don't. have all the answers, even though she says she does. I do. She doesn't. Not. Just but kidding. Think, just think about I tell the my basic, children I do. Think about the basic things. It's just like when a flower dies, okay? Like mm-hmm. I know in, in, like in my place, like when certain flowers die, when they die, all the, the – the, um, vitamin stuff that was in that flower right. or in that plant feeds – the surrounding plants and then comes back again. So the yeah. energy that was in that flower is now in the next plants that are growing there. Yeah. And you see that with different colored flowers that are being, you, or breeds or so on and so forth. It just, it I collects, don't know where so. I read it, but it's, there was something that just said that they have proven that trees have feelings and that they can feel, they, they make friendships and, Go hug your trees, people. It's real. Well, you know that whole thing. It's uh, it's a bit different than emotions like what we deal with, but human uh, human emotions are are basically created off of endorphins, the neurological stimulation from the brain, and so forth that causes us to have all the gut instincts, love, hate, and all, and so forth. Whereas a tree has a natural instinct to grow. However, yes, due to the nervous system of the tree, it still feels pain. Uh, It can still feel. it can still feel happy as it grows. That's why they tell you yep. play music for a tree. Um, yeah. It's all a part of the cycle. So, And to talk to your plants. Oh, I know, because trees. if you play just negative music and yell it at every single day, that plant's going to die. It will, yeah. I yep. agree. That's proven. It's yep. proven. Or, or my mom tried to grow it. Or your mom tried to grow it. <laughs> negative, John. My mom has the black thumb. Is your mom yeah. negative? No. No, we she have green play thumbs music in my family. It, talk but... to it and sing and dance. She'll do all that stuff and they'll still die. Yeah. <laughs> Poor mom. My mom but, can't even grow a chia pet. But the, <laughs> That's scary. That's sad. But that there, it, it's the same with like animals and, and everything else. I firmly believe I wanna, in it. I want to read something... Jamie's thing okay, before it disappears. But there, Quickly. But, in my, but my, my firm belief is that 
touch, whether it's human touch or animal touch or whatever, is very important to all of us, no matter what. We need the touch. We need that. Yes, I agree. And I believe that plants and trees need that as well. We need hugs. They've proven that human beings need 12 hugs a day minimally just Shit, to I'm keep going. I'm lucky if I going. get 12 I know, I a agree. freaking year. Okay, I want to say Jamie's question, and I would love Chris's opinion on this. I have always wondered, Jamie says, why paranormal activity occurs so much when a murder is involved. Uh, you know, that's an excellent question. Uh, here's the situation with murder, and it doesn't always happen just so that you know when murders are involved. I've been in murder cases before, um, and I've worked with people, and there's been absolutely no paranormal activity, and I've been with some that there are. Um, it goes back to what we were discussing with the negative situation when it comes to energy and so forth. If something highly drastic happens, let's use the Titanic as an example. If the Titanic were still floatable, but hundreds of thousands of people died there, or even the – I don't even remember how many people died there, but let's just say 170 people died there. Every person that died in that tragic event, all of that negativity, all of that energy, all of that situation does still remain past the death. All of their thoughts, all of their emotions during the time before they died is all remembered, and it's conclustered into this situation. A murder is the same way. It's not the way a lot of people like to think about it, though, yes, in a way, it's a person that needs closure. What's happening is when somebody is murdered, you don't know what happened except for the time and event right to your death. Therefore, you continue to repeat those events because all you are is energy. Your emotion may not be there. Um, your thoughts may not continue past that point, but theoretically… Everything that was in your brain before you died, before you had those feelings, is all still there, and it remains there. Therefore, if you go into an area, you're going to receive that activity before that. You're going to receive somebody repeating the event over and over and over and over and over again because that's all that's left. Sad way of looking at it, but it is a scientific way of looking at it. Um, so that's why you see murders and events have high activity in some situations. And think about it. If you were blatantly just instantly murdered for no reason and you have no idea what happened, what's going to happen? Um, well, that last thought's going to be in your brain. And mm. if that travels on, it's going to remain there until you dissipate into something else. Now, people can take that however they want. People can take that as, well, you know, you can travel on to the next life. Well, maybe you need closure in order to go to into the light, whatever you want to say. But mm -hmm. the reality is you're stuck at that point theoretically because you remember that thought, and that was right. the last thought in your head. So everything you did to that point will still be there until until it's ready to go somewhere else. Huh. <laughs> I like that thought process in that because, number one, I do past life regressions. Not only do I do and do past lives just from the the medium and psychic standpoint, I also do past life regressions. So I think it's interesting that the things that we will hold on to in our energy and our mind, quote unquote, and we continue and carry with us from lifetime to lifetime. I, I'm not just, I, I'm not saying that all of you believe what I believe. You do not have to. These are my own beliefs and what I know for certain. In fact, they, these are my beliefs. Now, and yes, Barry, we, it is called residual energy. 
<laughs> yeah, but it, but it it really truly impacts our physical bodies, and I've had people that have had um, trauma from a past life show up as a birthmark in this lifetime. I've had people that have held on to things that once we were done, they just let it go. So they no longer had to hold on to that memory or that thought. They didn't have to hold on to it in their energy any longer. I think it's amazing. I think I I truly believe that we can absolutely hold on to um, those thoughts from past lives and from our former selves. And anybody that, that questions whether energy can create positive and negative results, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to a motivational conference. Pick yeah. One. Pick a guy you like. doesn't have to be me. doesn't have to be anybody else. Pick a guy you like. Now, when you mm-hmm. go to that conference, that conference is going to be so energized if people believe in him. That you're going to be fascinated. You don't have to believe in him. Pick somebody you don't believe in. But when you get there, you're going to believe in him because everybody else is going to be positively charged in a room. Yeah. Now, you're going to come home with that. Everybody else is going to come home with it. That's the point of it. Now, the next week, I want you to take a week off of work and go to a call center, and I want you to take the job. I want Mm. you to spend one week in that call center, and I want you to observe the negativity that can happen in a call center. Oh, gosh, yeah. And I want you to observe what happens. Now, I'm going to tell you, because I know this for a fact, and I talk about this all the time, here's the deal. You're going to find computer systems failing. You're going to find headsets not working, and you're going to find people upset when negativity is in that room, spreading it all across the room, just like the other situation. And that's going to carry on to everything in that room and everything in that building, just like the motivational speech did. Science has proven that positive and negative energy brought on by human beings exists, and it's real. We can't explain it. We have no freaking idea what it is, but it works. (laughs) <laughs> it's funny because you don't even have to go to a call center. You can go to the the local retail um, and just have people at the customer service desk and what they have to deal with in one one day <laughs> with customers that are just nasty. And, How many times and even have the we most gone, positive person. No, no here's me. another example. How many times have you gone to? Um, well, let's just let's just throw this out there. Um, gone to a convention and you're in a lecture room and uh, you're all hyped up and ready to go. You think it's going to be a yeah. fantastic lecture. And then um, somebody becomes negative and it just starts going around that room. Everybody picks up on it. So by the time you leave there, mm-hmm. you're bummed. You don't feel good about it now. You're totally disappointed and you walk out pissed off. I've done it. You know? <laughs> I have, I have, I have well, left. But, but, but the same can be true that positivity well, positive. you, can if you change have, well, negative you situations. People, you look at people that this person has a peppy attitude positive all the freaking time. And whenever they come in a room, it lights up. You know, it really does. Yeah. And the energy right. will carry with you till the it drains, you know, or whatever. I yeah. mean, <sighs> but yeah, like yeah. some people like me, they take a happy pill. Not me. I don't think it's working. <laughs> Yeah. Do you think I'm Jessica? Do you think I'm happy for the most part? Yeah. I think so. I'm positive. Well, yeah. it depends on the day, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> I tend to spend a lot of time these days doing what most people don't. By the way, next year, just so that everybody knows, I don't know if I'll be able to tell you or not, about 
somewhere mid-next year on Facebook, you're going to have a cartoon series I want everybody to turn into. It's called Parapops. We're working on getting it on Facebook uh, TV at the time. I'm working out some deals on that. But uh, I realized real quickly in the standard paranormal community, there needs to be more lightweight fun involved in it. So I created a T-shirt company called Bitch and Wear. Bitch and Wear is everything you've ever wanted to say, but you couldn't say it, so I put it on a shirt. Perfect. I created a cartoon to lightly enthuse and put out there these situations that we all kind of smack our head on and get pissed off at, but nobody ever mm-hmm. wants to talk about it because, you know what, you talk about it on Facebook, it just makes you the bad guy, another drama starts, blah, 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 blah. Hey, you can put that into a cartoon, and it makes it hilarious. Um <laughs> Because there is a lot of is, negative stuff out there, so something yeah, like I mean, that, making I mean, making fun of it sometimes is a good way up, to do it. Lightening it up and 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 just showing <coughs> humor, I think that's a great way to do there it. There are so honest. many people on social media, um, like Facebook and Twitter mm-hmm. and Instagram, that are so negative about the paranormal field, and because they got burnt by somebody, so now they have gone completely negative and this person's a jerk and that person's a jerk and this person doesn't know what they're talking about and they start their own little podcast or their own little you know live feeds and then all of a sudden that just keeps feeding other people and more crap happens i've seen it over and over again and it continues to happen hey i'm going to be the first one to admit i'm not a happy-go-lucky guy 24 7 i'm not listen i and, can bitch and hey, i can rage I, hey, my I, I children <laughs> And, and, you know, it's not an excuse. There are times where I will just, I need to unload because there's nobody there. So I post it, you know what I mean? To try and make myself feel better. And um, I I have a friend that has reached out to me a few times and said, you know, you probably shouldn't do that. It doesn't look good, blah, blah, blah. And I get it. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, you know, I don't regret doing it. I mean, because it's, it was an outlet for me at that time, and I really needed to release it, and I wasn't about to release it somewhere else. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I think very I'm, rarely do it on social media, but I can yeah. honestly tell you because I've always spoke the truth, and I've spent 23 years doing so, including the radio show. I actually do have a well, did have. Hopefully, they're gone. They dropped their website. I did have a um, a hate group of about 3,000 people worldwide that like to complain about me every week. I kind of considered it an honor. It's kind of a silly thing, but I kind of thought it was funny. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know, it happens on social media. It you got to get used to it after a while, and and it frustrates yeah. you. But eventually, you realize that you know what? A lot of times, these people involved. They have a few things going on themselves, so just let them do it. Don't bother commenting on it. It's all going to be okay anyway. It's not going to disturb you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree with in that. In most cases, you just have to learn to let it go. I, exactly. So it depends yeah. on how an ego I am, I guess. And I say, I would like to think that I am much better at handling ego than I was when social media media first came out, you know, but I didn't, I didn't like to air like everything. I, I think I have a tendency to be more private, but if I was pissed, you knew it because I, I don't believe that we should put up airs. If we have something that is, is problematic for us and others can relate to it. I think it's a good thing to bring it up. For example, I'll say it this way um, on my psychic Cindy page, I can remember bringing up the topic of shame. I had somebody trying to shame me. And I'm like, this is bullshit. I was calling him on it. 
uh, not to them. I just brought was it, it up. Was it a shame because you were doing readings? Is that what it was? It, it was. It, they just were trying to shame me for whatever this okay. was. All right. Okay. All right. Whether it was my psychicness, I don't remember at the moment. Okay. Right. But it, it's just the fact that humans like to try to guilt or shame other humans, and I believed that that's not acceptable. So I mm-hmm. will bring up topics that I think we should talk about. This is the thing is you can't have somebody impose their feelings on you unless you let them. That's all will, man. It is. All will. So if they're trying to do this to you, you can say, mm, that's not my truth. I don't believe that. Bye, bitches. Yeah. And you can do that. <laughs> but it takes me a long time to get over certain things like that. And I and, know and for I, I know and and but I I was I came from the extreme at one point because I actually came from the side of where I didn't know how to spare people's feelings when I said things. And so I have, was beat up it's at, at some fact, right? <laughs> I was be well, Steve used to say it was where's your cooth? <laughs> Well, there's, there's, so it's like well, I, I, Capricorns don't have that. I know, and I am packs, a cat. I know. They don't have tooth. I know. I'm, I'm <laughs> they, a Capricorn. They just say they things just very say, bluntly, and it's very hurtful tr- sometimes. I know, and and I had to learn <laughs> to bite my tongue sometimes. But just this past weekend, I put a post. I said, "You are not going to shame me into taking some time for myself." And I, I, I put that, that I was on my very page. Proud of you. And I was, I was being shamed. I was being you know, I, I was made to feel that way. And then I left and I turned my phone off and I disappeared for a few hours. And I said, you know what? I, you're not going to do this to me. I'm so Every day, the easiest way to, to do it is to realize you're on a computer and it's just a screen, man. Just walk away. Yeah. Smell the flowers. Yeah, it, was, it, it was more than that. It didn't, it, was it wasn't family. there. It was actually physically from a family member to me, shaming me for leaving the house. And, you know, and my parents, I've been taking care of my parents. They're in their 80s. They, they, they're, they're in need of assistance sometimes. And, and because I wanted to go do something for myself, I was shamed for it. And no. I, I said, you know what? Nope, I'm not. I'm going. No. I, I'm going. And I went and I had a few toddies. I, I sat down <laughs> with the guys in the band. Not we played toddies? music. They were toddies? Yep. And we, <laughs> and we played music all night and we I sang all night. And we feeding your soul with good <laughs> shit, man. And, we, and we, man, you need a break sometimes. You can love people Absolutely. to death and take care of them. And trust me, yep. I took care of my dad for years when he was dying. But you know what, dude? I needed a break sometimes. That's just the way it is. Oh, yeah. If people can't understand yeah. that, then they need to put themselves in your shoes. <laughs> yeah. no, and, 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 you know, it is what it is. I mean, but, you know, I see other people posting a lot nastier shit or real negative stuff compared to what I what I put on there. And, you know, if, if once in a while I put a post like that, you guys deal with it. Just deal with it. Oh, you know? It's hideous. you got to learn how to deal with it. I mean, I, I'll give you a little story. I was used to it in radio. You know, you can be radio, and, and a lot of people sometimes see me as the Howard Stern of radio. When you when the radio show comes back on a FM, I encourage you all to listen to it. It's going to have some very educational stuff, but don't be surprised if you get some smart-ass comments and a few other things because I can oh, be pretty God. blunt and pretty funny, um, listen, and that's listen, what I do. I mean, that's why people love me. Good today. Um, but uh, but you know what the reality is, you gotta learn how to deal with these things. Uh, when I went into the community, the paranormal community of TV, I came up with a great idea. I want to follow investigators. I want to tell the truth. I want to tell their stories. That's what it's all about. I got tore apart in six weeks 
by a bunch of people that thought they knew more than me or anybody else. And they tore me apart over social media. They ripped me apart. They were calling people that I was filming, calling locations I had booked. They were doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And in the end, I walked away from it because, you know what, that's not me. I don't care what anybody has to say. You know what, I'm me, and if you don't like it, just move on, man. Why bother with all this crap? Do what you do and enjoy it, dude. There's no sense in all the drama. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it's going to be out there forever. I mean, there are there are uh, investigators and other people out there that think that they know it all, and they they are not afraid to post it. I I see posts like that every single day, you know, every single day. <coughs> so, I yeah. don't know. That's it. Any yeah, more a questions? lot of my stuff is educational. I like to just mm-hmm. tell people, you know, hey, this is the educational purpose of it. Give us your opinion, and we'll talk about it. <laughs> Right. I, I like to help. It's always been that way. I've always liked to help. And that's why I like what I do in the paranormal and um, the research. I love that. The history part of it is one of my favorite parts. It just continually draws me in. I mean, it's amazing. That case that we're working on now in Pafar yeah. just drags me in farther and farther every time we go. I, I'm going to mention this real quick. I And, and nothing against the people. I want to go. Nothing against <laughs> the people, but. I'm sorry, folks. If you're if you buy a building, if you buy a house, and you go in and you start to remodel, do me a favor. Do not throw anything you find that is in the walls away. No. Don't ever throw it away. Do not throw it away. Holy shitastrophe. Mm -hmm. Do never, ever, ever throw it away. What's that, John? That's not a word. It's my word. It is a word. Didn't yeah. you hear it come from my pie that is hole? A, that is a cool word. Shitastrophe? Yeah, shitastrophe. Oh, I, I like it. I did. What? I like it. Okay. As long as you don't say literally a hundred times. Literally. Yeah. We both you run across stuff like that, you should keep it anyway. I have an archive of, God, all kinds of things from locations and history and being around all over the place. Some things given to me, some things found when you're on investigation. I know a lot of people say it. You guys had a show actually talking about uh, uh, taking stuff away from locations, and I'm a big one that, uh, um, you know, as, as stupid as it seems, scientifically speaking, I'll do it to see what happens. I'll do it. I'll put it in an isolated room. I'll film it and see what happens. Um, <laughs> a lot of times to me it's history. That's all I do. I throw it in the closet. And I wonder why there's movement in my closet. Lord <laughs> have I can't I have, even. No. I have nine Ouija boards in my closet right now. No. That, that I have collected. No. And you know, I just, just take them. And I, just, I just throw it in the closet. You know, <laughs> I've had them. They're there. Well, I, I don't I go like in the closet. I've been out of there already, so right. I don't go in the closet. But I throw stuff. I just in there. looked up and it says giggles when you said that I've been out of the closet. Yeah. And I, and and Karen Smith had said giggles and actually out in my truck I should I should give I should let you hold a piece that's in my truck. Uh, is it a Ouija? No. Okay, good because you know I won't touch it. No, Ouija is nothing. But, yeah, <laughs> I always respect no, the personal opinion on Ouija boards, but uh, being a part of the science oh, yeah. of it and looking at it and going through everything, I can honestly tell everybody that uh, you know in those two thousand sessions of Ouija boards, I didn't find anything that people claimed. Um, what I did find out was a lot of this is the state of mind of what you're in. And you know what? Any way you communicate when you're in that state of mind, if you're looking for something evil right. and it's around, guess what? I'm a prime yep. example. It happened to me many times. It might bite. It might look at you as the ant that you are, and it might swat you. Then again, if it's not there, nothing at all will happen. 
If something good is there and you're looking for good and good is there, it might respond regardless of how you do it. And reality is everything that you do out there in the field is just like that Ouija board. Turning on that recorder and asking those questions, guess what, guys? You're using a Ouija board. Walking into that location and trying to get a ghost to respond, guess what, guys? You're using a Ouija board. You're doing everything the same way. You just isolate that Ouija board and said, nope, that's evil. brings demons. It does not. <laughs> I, I... Well, you know, if you study the Ouija board, thing. first off, if you study it, where it came from, how it was invented, and what it was used for, why it was invented, you would find that the basics behind that um, was it was used by <clears throat> seers, not by the general public. It, it was created from that, for them. And then and combined, it got, actually. It's two different devices that were combined together. <laughs> right, it was a planned jet. That's the way it started. It was an automatic writing tool at one time. Yep. And, you know, it, it was developed in, what, 1100 uh, AD or BC, what is it, Japan or China or whatever it was. I don't even remember at the time, but that's where it was developed. And and then it was, you know, t- turned into a Ouija board instead of just the planchette, which is an automatic writing tool. So, yeah, I mean, it's. And you had to be a psychic medium or a seer. That's what it was developed for. Of course, then again, don't take my word for things 100%. I want you guys to always protect yourselves. I'm the guy that dives into a situation. If somebody tells me don't go in the attic because people get attacked by yourself, I'm the guy that goes in the attic and tells everybody to leave. So, <laughs> Yes, we do. We know a lot of people like that. The Yates, <laughs> the Yates will go into anything, you know, so yeah. Well, I was just going to bring something up. We were just talking about it. And I do a lot of that stuff, too. So You were talking over me, and I couldn't jump in with you guys talking. I I was trying to be respectful, and now I freaking forgot. Let me lick your face. No. Okay, just checking. I'll lick your nose. No, you're not licking my nose. (laughs) Ask Jessica. No. I do do it. I'll still do it. I'll she lick do, her face she do or something. Do it. She do do it. I do do it. She do do it like her do do. She went do do in her pants. Oh, so it was. So this is the thing. Thank you. Actually, it was Kathy. Thank you because she was talking about dark side, and it's not necessarily that, but it just spurred my memory enough. So this is the thing: is if I don't, my thought process has to be. I, I listen to what people say, but I don't believe necessarily what they say right do you understand that Mm -hmm. like if they're saying there's a demon here but i don't if i don't believe in demons i i can't be swayed that it's a demon does that make sense Uh i just necessarily it it, could it be a negative energy sure but i don't necessarily think it's a demon are there things that happen that could possibly be negative Absolutely. But if my belief system doesn't allow for demons, if I believe that my positive energy is going to surround me and protect me, I'm not necessarily going to believe that I will be overcome by a demon. Does that make sense, Chris? I think a lot of times what I tell people, and this is what we found out in the study, to give you an idea of the study, we took a group of people and put them in one room before taking them to haunted locations, some of them well-known, some of them not well-known. We took a group of people, and we put them into a negative situation. We put all kinds of negative haunted shows on. Uh, We got them prepared for the situation, and guess what they saw? 
negative situation. Now, we took another group of people and we put it into positive situations. Then we put them right. in a haunted location, didn't tell them anything about it. They got positive ones. We took another right. group of people and we put them in there and didn't tell them anything. They were all skeptics. Guess what? They didn't get anything. And that's because most of what you're dealing with with the Ouija board is called the ideometer effect. And that is we implant that on the board on what we expect and what we see. So if you're expecting a negative energy around you, guess what? If it's there and it's real, it might bite. If it's not there and it's not real, you still might see it. Uh, and that's what we found on those conclusions. Um, mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people talk about it opening portals. Uh, and other situations like that. I'm a little bit of a disbeliever on portals in the traditional sense, though I do think it combines with quantum physics in the mind, so I think you can open holes or doorways, just not the way people think. You can't physically open a doorway where evil can come and go as it wishes, like people well, think. Thank you. Um, but I have a because, portal. Uh, it just doesn't house. work that way. <laughs> I want to see this portal in your house. I want to go in it, I want to jump in it, and I want to go to the other side. Uh, well, and that's the thing with doorways and portals is doorways and portals in the traditional sense means a doorway. If I open a doorway, then anything can come through, and I should logically be able to go through it ourselves. Now, if you're talking about a physical portal or doorway, scientifically speaking, there should be enough energy there for me to register that on a massive level, just like a black hole or exactly. a stargate, as an example. We cannot do that. But you know the on a energy? quantum level, that changes a little bit. Um, and that's where your mind works a little bit differently. You can physically tap into these things, and in return, they can respond to you. It's just not a doorway where things can come out the way people physically think, or you can go in the way people physically think. So right. it's all the way your mind wraps around it and how you work with it, not necessarily a doorway. Doorways, scientifically speaking, it is impossible. It takes massive amounts of equipment just to tap into another dimension, and trust me, we're not going to condense that anytime soon. <laughs> Wait, what? Your astral body. So this is the thing: is I have a portal in my house. I know it's there. It goes from the the um, basement <coughs> to the attic, and it covers two of my bathrooms. It covers both of my bathrooms. Every time you go when, pee, you go into a portal. When you sit, yeah. That's where the potty is in listen, the portal. Listen, she's the got a portal is, potty. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was brilliant. That was amazing. This is the thing. Okay. We need okay, a T-shirt that says that. Oh my God, yeah. We need a portal the, potty T-shirt. The thing is, is people that don't know about my house and they go to the bathroom downstairs because it's such a small bathroom. It's just a, a toilet and a small little sink. People do. People feel super claustrophobic in there, and it's not because of the space. It's because they just feel creeped out. Hmm. It it. The, and it's not. And if you sit on that toilet and you're just playing on your phone, all of a sudden you are just seeing wavy that like when you see heat in in summer, you can see the heat waves. You can literally sit on the toilet in my house and you can see it. My house is over a hundred years old, and you can see it. You can. See See that like heat-looking energy thing. Like, but I, now I, I, I have to say something about portals before I forget. Chris said something about portals, and you can't go in, you can't go out, whatever. I understand that, but 
if you have a belief system, if you trust and you tell them, look, nothing's allowed to come out. Nothing uh, is, if you guys want to be keepers and you want to protect my house, I'm okay with that. Nothing energetically negative is allowed in my house. And I so now here's the deal that explains all of that. Here's the deal that explains all of that, and this is actually going to be in one of my books as well as some of these scientific studies that links with quantum physics just so that you know. The brain is a magnificent place, and the energy involved in what the mind can do is a magnificent place. So theoretically, are you opening a window? The answer is yes, you could possibly be opening a window. A window is not a doorway. Um, but what it is is the positive and negative from another situation that could very well visibly be seen to you or other people. Now, I have mm-hmm. put this to the test. I don't talk to this very, talk about this very often, but I have a very bleak gift, I like to call it, even though I don't like to call it a gift because I'm a scientific guy. But I, And you guys can put me to the test, too, if you really want to, and you're ever in Ohio or if, you want, or if I'm in a location with you, take me to a haunted location that you believe is evil. I'm going to tell you right now, if there's something evil there that people call demons, it's going to show up when I'm there. Fact of life. I've scared a lot of investigators away that way. Um, but I was at the Bel Air house, as an example, and I was told not to go up there by myself in the, in the attic because things will attack you. Well, nothing attacked yeah. me, just so that you're aware, but we conducted a little experiment with their DVR cameras. What is, what is the name of the owner? Nowhere. What? I can't think of her name. Huh? Oh, my gosh. What is the name of the owner of the Bel Air? Uh, you shouldn't ask me that, and I'm friends with her, and I can't remember her name either. Yeah, <laughs> literally, she's <clears throat> my brain. Yes, I but, love her. Uh, I want to go visit the Bel Air, actually. When we were up there with an investigation team, and they're one of the ones that are fascinated and say, hey, come back anytime. That's very, very rare. I conducted a test, and I do the same thing in every situation, and usually that's a confrontation. I know a lot of people say, hey, don't com- confront these things, but you know what? If you do it properly, it's different than doing it improperly. You don't stand there and try to agitate it, but I do stay, say a lot of things similar to, hey. You know who I am? I have no idea who you are. You know what I'm capable of? I have no idea what you're capable of. Now, this is what they say you do. I don't believe it. Um, So show me representation. Give me some sort of sign. If you're here, I want proof. Now, on their DVR cameras, they did get, and we tried to debunk this. I told them to debunk it because I'm a scientific guy. Debunk these DVR cameras. Maybe it's a reflection. could be a lot of things. They got these little black holes that would pop up right above my head and follow me around. And they would change shape and continue to follow me wherever I went in the room. So they blew those up, and ironically, there are some strange faces in those, in those portals, as if at one point when I said, hey, look, if you're there, and I don't like to use the word portal, window, hey, if you're there, give me a sign. Prove it. Show these guys that you exist. I want to see that window. And sure is shit at the end of the night people were like hey look at this chris hey look at this chris um and then they played it all through and they've got these little holes with these little things that look like they're kind of peering out they're not able to go through but they're just kind of looking at you right over top of your head which is creepy to some people to me it's no big deal it's science uh it's a window kind of like time and everything else we can't travel through time it's not plausible it's not theoretically possible the human body can't do it but you know what it is possible according to science, to tap in and create a window so you can see time, past, present, and future. Science has already proven mathematically that's the case. We have never tested it because we don't have the equipment to do so. Well, 
windows of any type are the same way. So if the mind itself can create this window, it's possible that you could tap into something somewhere else, and they're able to see what you are for a brief period of time, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I understand it. I understand that completely, to be honest. But I, I think so. When so this was there prior to me moving into this place. I went through the house. It's, it's a rental. I went through the house. I had my best friend with me, who also <coughs> is very gifted as well. Um, we both we didn't really talk about anything. We both went through the house. We left the house. We were having a talk about the house, and we both. We both really liked the house. My girlfriend said, um, Cindy, are you, did, did you pick up on anything? I said, yes. Did you? And she said, yes. I said, uh, did you feel like it was all the way from top to bottom? She said, yes. I said, did you feel it involved the bathroom? She said, yes. I said, did you feel that I, like I feel, that it's a portal throughout the whole entire house? She said, oh, my God, I'm so glad you picked up on it because I was worried whether or not you picked up on it. So you had two people that have psychic abilities. Both of us picked up on the same exact thing. And when people, they don't, I don't tell people about my house. They just have a super creeped out feeling whether it's in the bathroom downstairs or the bathroom upstairs they they have creeped out feelings about it now i do want to address this serena norris is on wlfe dv Mm -hmm. radio um and she says ghosts have a stereotypical label for being scary quote unquote thus why tv shows and other programs use it as a way to stream audience into watching their shows of course right um, she says, do you think people can hold that energy? The, the scary energy? Is that what she's asking, do you think? I think it was probably where somewhat that we were talking about. Can they hold the energy? Like if, if you're in a room and the energy is a certain way, like whether it's positive energy or negative oh, energy, I see, I see. can they hold that energy? So that, I think you can so manipulate you that can. energy one way or another. I think yeah, I mean, that, if it's a negative room and you're not naturally a negative person, you could turn that into a can, positive I thing and shoot it back out positive to right. affect the other people there. Absolutely. I believe you can. So yes. I do believe that. What yeah. about you? Do you think you can um, – That do you think that people can hold that energy or that you can manipulate that energy? Well, I think, yeah. I think all energy is manipulatable in its own traditional sense. I mean – being in sales and motivational speaking, we manipulate energy in a room all the time. You can't have somebody believe in you if you don't believe in yourself and believe in what you're doing. Once you believe in yourself and believe in what you're doing, everybody else believes in you as well. And right. then you can teach them the positives of life. And I always look at the positives of everything, guys, even though I sound negative a lot of times, even though I tell you I don't believe in doorways and I give you the logical science. I'm a positive guy. I look at the positive in every mm-hmm. situation. Um, and that has became very, very useful. If somebody looks at the negative of a situation, they're going to amplify that. They may I not agree. even realize they're doing it, but you're going to amplify that situation. And that's what you went and searched for. That's what you believe. That's what you wanted to see. Guess what? That's what's going to happen. Whether it's real, whether it's not real, whether it's manifested by you, it's still going to happen because that's what that's what you wanted to see. <laughs> okay. So this goes to the next one. Oh. This goes to the next one she asked, which is how do you know if it's the energy in the room versus people conforming to each other based on fitting in? Now, this is the thing is if if somebody doesn't know how are they conforming 
If they don't know what's supposedly going on in the room, how are they conforming to it? Well, sometimes, I mean, I, I can see this like, and I know that you've experienced this, experienced this as well. If you go into a room and it's, it, you can just walk in that room. Sometimes you, oh, you can feel the heaviness. Oh yeah, shit, then, yeah. You know, at that point, you decide whether you're going to go into it or or not go in. But you can actually manipulate that as soon as you get through the doorway of it. You can start to to, to make the whole thing change. Mm-hmm. And so knowing that it's negative or not, you'll know. Right. I mean, you will know. Yeah, but do you think that people will? Uh, do you think it's the energy in the room versus people conforming to it? I think sometimes it can be different. I think that it can be, I think what she's thinking, is there something negative in the room? And it's not the the people, it's something else in the room that's right. making it negative. And I think that's possible because look at the way EMF manipulates the human mind and the body. Right. EMF yeah, can, can make screw somebody with you, sick, make you somebody know. have hallucinations, well, you know, all these things. Yeah. The easiest way to experiment with that is if you wonder how quickly things can go astray, go to a group investigation. Go to a situation where there's a public event that people are sitting in a room, post town or wherever that is, and just observe. Now observe this from a neutral standpoint, by the way. You don't want to go in there thinking that something is there or something is not there. And observe everybody around you. I'm going to tell you 99.9% of the time, because it's a situation where people enjoy that, They want to experience a ghost. They're looking to experience a ghost. Guess what's going to happen? They're going to experience a ghost. And most of them are going to turn that negative due to the negative stories that have happened in the location. Right. So the answer is a lot of times, yes, people can conform to a situation creating the negativity around you and vice versa. If you go in positive thinking everything is going to be positive, you're going to create a positive environment. Happens all the time. Um. Unfortunately, we do have that small percentage, as you just mentioned, where it doesn't really matter and there's actually paranormal activity there and you can walk in and, yes, you're going to feel that weight. Yes, you're going to know something's there. No, you're not going to know what it is. And, yes, you're going to have to determine whether you want to stay or not. (laughs) Right. 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 Well, there was – in my house, we did a – we did a – not a seance. Well, yeah, it was a seance. We did a seance at my house, and it was with several people. So we had done, I had done, it was an open house. We did readings for individuals if they wanted it. Well, at seance, anybody can give messages that they receive. We had stuff that was going on that, that we couldn't explain. And it wasn't just one of us seeing it. This was a physical manifestation. Some of us saw it as a light that went between us, as a blue light or an orangey-yellow light. Um, some of us heard, heard it as a crack of electricity. Please be quiet down there. We are still on air. Um, and some people just could feel the energy change right. in the room. So it was pretty crazy. Everybody in that room all had an experience that night, whether they saw it, heard it, or felt it. Right. Right. The only one who didn't was my ex-boyfriend, John, who was laying in the computer room on the floor and couldn't see what was going on or 
He was in another room. And sure, his name was John. <laughs> well, I call him Fuzzy. So well, it wasn't me. It, 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 <laughs> it was, wasn't it me. Wasn't me. Anyway, and the only other person who didn't, who was in the room, was Jessica because she had fallen asleep. Right. And she was on the love seat. Well, I think pretty much what happens with, I mean, we've discussed this on so many different episodes that yeah. that we know that energy is is in everything. Yeah. And it can be it can be manipulated. It can be moved around from one place to another. We can change it to a point to where, if it was negative, we can turn it into a positive thing. And and but it's up to us. And we have to be able to decide whether we want to be positive or negative every single day of our life. And yes, sometimes some things have the influence over top of us. It depends on the situation or how we wake up in the morning. If you haven't gotten laid that night, I mean, it really does matter. The things yeah, change I agree. And, and, and affect us. I mean, Christ, if you wake up at five o'clock in the morning, go to brush your teeth and you brush your teeth with somebody's freaking, I don't know, um, itching powder or something, you know what I mean? You're not going to be happy. I mean, it's just, I'm just saying that there's things that, that can set our mood, right. which is emotions, and we know or tiredness, right? And and if if you are in any of the pagan faiths, first off, you're going to know this that um, our emotions, our ego, okay, ego, but mm-hmm. everything about us, our, our emotions and, and and feelings and all that stuff is so deeply rooted within us, right? That it affects us. So much that any energy that we put out will be affected by it. So you have Buddhist to... religion actually states that 100%. The Buddhists believe that everything in life is a correct balance between the positive and the negative and the energy within correct. yourself. You can only correct. travel into the next life and be reborn if you use that energy properly. Otherwise, you're stuck in a loop and you're you're right. living in the negative in your life and you're never going to get any further. So. It's right. it's, uh, right. it's within all religions, I think. Somewhere right. along the line, all early beliefs talk about it. <laughs> right. Now, the only reason I brought up the pagan cultures is because a lot of them use that as a basis of getting through every single day as a science as well as a faith. Right. That they use that for a lot of things within their life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's one of those sciences, if that's what you want to call it, or beliefs or whatever. It's a very good, positive thing as long as it's being used in, correct, in the correct way as far as I'm concerned. That's, right. but, but life is life, and, and, and we decide whether it's good or bad. We mm-hmm. have the potential, and we yeah, also potential. have – potential. I think that's a great word right there. Right. We have the potential. We also have the choices. We are the ones that can make those potential decisions. Potential and intention. Yeah. We, we decide. Right. We we, and have, we, we, have, we were just discussing this, right? In most and, and, cases, and whether we, we will allow other people to shame or guilt us, right? Right. right. So is, we are we accepting exactly. of that as truth? No, I don't accept that as truth. Screw you. And you know what? I have seen some cases in the paranormal where people that lived in the house just believed it was so negative and so negative and so negative that they created their own. I agree with and that. It wasn't completely. anything paranormal. It was not, their own energy. It was their own yes. creation. And once you change things and you show them how and you spend the time with them, mm-hmm. it, it will change. Yes. You know, and guys, that's there. not to say that uh, that there aren't bad things out there. There are bad oh, things no. out there, but if you change your energy and you change, you change your situation, you can learn how to live with these things. I'm a prime example. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a house. Again, I can tell you right now there was something 100% evil in that house. Um, and uh, it did not want to go, and it wanted to irritate everybody, scared to piss out everybody there. But you know what? It never bothered me because I learned to adapt to it. I just didn't care. I'd just say, hey, you know what? <laughs> I'm happy. Screw you. <laughs> you know what? I, 
How long were you at that house when you were a kid? 25 years. 25 years. years. And this is the thing. Yep. is I've been in my house for almost nine years, and there has been one entity that has tried to manipulate my son, Jansen, and he would torment my son during the night. And he would, he finally came to Jansen and he came to me. He pulled my ponytail and Jansen screams. He was completely asleep. Jansen was sleeping in his room and he screams, Mom! He knew what that spirit was doing because that spirit was manipulating him, telling him he needed to do what he told him because he could hurt his mom. And I said, Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> I was kidding. actually physically attacked in my home, so I can understand that. I, yeah, part of it oh, was my mistake. Good. I was curious. I put my hand into something that manipulated into a – it sounds creepy when you say it. I can. You, the book will have the whole story, guys, but long story short, after seeing something that I knew was possibly not good, maybe good, I don't know. If I finally had enough, I – Turned over, I put my hand into a shadowy substance that turned into a dark blob. It grabbed a hold of me, pulled me off of my couch, which was my bed, threw me to the ground, bruised and scratched my back. I Mm. barely got out of the room. There were people downstairs at the time that could not hear me. I was yelling for help. They could not hear me at all, ironically. And then I said, I am God's child. You cannot hurt me. I am God's child. You cannot hurt me. I am God's child. You cannot hurt me. I said it over and over and over again, got back up on my feet, heard this hideous scream that I cannot explain. Anybody that's ever heard it before will relate. It is not human. It is not animal. There is no way to explain it. And then it was just gone. Now, it was still in the house. And it still tried to manipulate me. It still scared the piss out of other people. It still did things like the whispers and the speakers, opening doors, slamming doors, knocking shit off the walls, making things fly around. You name it, it was there my whole life. But after a while and watching the investigators and realizing I wasn't insane, I had one person finally tell me, and she was a very famous person, God rest her soul, that would not go into the house. But she did come out to the home on her own time and said, honey, that thing does not want me in there. And this is not my fight. This is your fight. The only way you're going to win this is to understand it cannot hurt you unless you allow it to. None of these things can hurt you unless you allow them to do so. Right. As long as you keep that in the back of your head and find the right path that works for you, everything's going to be okay. So I adapted to it, and I I learned that this, this thing can't hurt me. It can do a dozen other things. It can try to hurt other people which is why they didn't come into the home anymore. It can try to scare them, but it's not going to scare me. It's not going to manipulate me. It's not going to hurt me. I've got something on my side. I believe that it's not going to hurt me, and I just learned to adapt to it. (laughs) So that's exactly what I did, basically. I forbid it. I kicked it out of my house. It was not allowed to come into the house. It was not allowed around any of my children. It was not allowed around my friends. It was not allowed to, to to be near people as they came into my house, I forbid it out of my house, and it stood at the tree at at the end of my driveway. They, it stood at the tree there for a very long time. And it was funny because uh, if, if I or somebody else said, is it still there or is it in the house? No, it's outside. It's not in my house. It's not allowed here, right? Because you, if you ask that question, you're allowing it back in. So, no, it's not allowed in. Make sure you know that it's it's banned from that property. 
So the thing is, is people that were not psychics, I have friends that they are the furthest thing from believing me or what I do, but they would go, oh, I swear I saw a guy standing next to the tree. And I heard this on more than one occasion and I would scream it. I would yell it and I'd be like, yeah, that bastard knows he's not allowed in here. And they'd look at me like, you're a kook. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no, he's forbidden from my home. He's not allowed in here. Well, the and thing they, is people need to understand that um, you're in control. Just like life, you're in control. Right. This is our um, realm. And uh, it, this, it, it's your place. Now, my particular situation, it would never leave. And we had our little spats. I would laugh at it. It would get pissed off at me um, and do some silly things. It would scare other people during that process. But, um, but Hi, you know, it never, it never harmed me after that point. Yeah. I think that's amazing. I believe because you believed that you and your thought process was more important than what they – John? Yeah, John, we got about two minutes before this cuts, just so yeah, you know. So, so we, we, have, we to... have to wrap this up because <laughs> we will be cut off. Yeah, so – I just want to say to everybody, thank you so much. Chris, we'd love to have you back Chris, again sometime. We would. Maybe I next year. I enjoyed you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime, guys. All right. All right. Well, that was uh, Mr. Chris Houston, and uh, we really enjoyed having you here. And I think everybody that's been. Oh, wait. Let's do the poll really quick. Yep, the, the poll the, at what the What is end. the biggest conspiracy of our, of our lifetime? Aliens, UFOs, 55%. Flat Earth, 10%. Never went to the moon, 5%. Illuminati, 30%. Aliens and UFOs are the winner. Yeah, we had closed the poll. We're going to start doing but that scratcher. every show. I want to but close scratcher. it about quarter There's after scratcher 10. Here. Okay. But scratcher here. But scratcher. But scratcher. <laughs> There's but John Silliness joining in at the end of the show. Hey, Cindy Ted and Invisible John. Uh, Eric. Hello, Eric, sir. So uh, I hate to cut it so quickly and know, short for Chris. We I know, have to. we do and because... Yeah, we're gonna be cut off. Yeah, so where are your priorities, you stupid SpongeBob SquarePants? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, thank Chris, you again. Thank you we so will much. talk I had to you a again. Great conversation. With we you. will have another conversation with you again. Thank you again so much for joining us. That was Chris Houston, and uh, his show is uh, was a radio show is Paranormal. Uh, truth and reality. Please go um, look it up. He still has them in, in the And he's going to have a new one coming out, and he's going to be on some TV shows coming around yep. the corner real soon. So, Para, uh, Parapops? The Parapops, the cartoon. The car- the yep, on cartoon? Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure if you just Google Chris or Christopher Houston or Chris Houston, um, yeah, you the can, way I did it was put Paranormal with it, you will find him. And um, just Google him. Absolutely. Nice guy. Yes. Loved having you here, Chris. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Yep. All right, Any you guys. guys. Happy Thanksgiving, Happy everybody. Thanksgiving, everybody. Enjoy yeah. your families. Enjoy your friends and enjoy yourself. Yeah. So, and, and guys, <laughs> don't forget that wherever there is darkness, there is always the light. light. We'll see you soon, guys. Thank you for listening to Paratalk Radio with Ted Wolf and Psychic Cindy. Catch us next Monday for another fantastic guest. Please check out our show as well as others on the WLFE DB Radio Network. And remember, like, follow, and share with everyone. Join us at WLFE-DB.com for upcoming shows and so much more.
two years. <laughs> February 12th is when 